0: It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can
1: change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and,
0: and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there.
1: Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation.
0: To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly, how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com
2: Hey guys, this is Baz Black and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast I am an actor, a writer, director, musician jack of all sorts Tom and Jamie are the legends make sure you listen, follow them they're going places.
1: What's going on, guys? The 54th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. Look who's fucking back. Again. We he didn't bring the renegade master. All the ill behavior this time. I'm kind of disappointed about it. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. Who has two holidays in one month, you lucky shit? It's a podcast of... Oh, wait, hang on. No, I lie. I lie. You didn't have two holidays, did you? You had a sur- some surgery and a holiday. It's well, what you had. Yeah. 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 So, that wasn't know. a holiday, having me balls snipped open. that's fine. You didn't actually have the snipped over, did you? Because you didn't know no testicles left? Is that how it works? Anyway, let's <laughs> let's start again. It's a podcast what's going on, guys. How are we doing? We got into a bit of a weird... Testicular argument there, who knows what's going on there? It's a bit fourth mission of the Chronicles of Podcast. And Jamie, I do believe that these are the Chronicles of Baz Black Udzvai, am I correct? They
0: are indeed. They are the ba- chronicles of Baz Black DOS. And DOS? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's this, this dish, Jamie. Um Should we get cracking up? Because we seem to be part of a size of the road for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hit it!
0: hello everybody and welcome to the 54th edition of the chronicles of podcast and these are the chronicles of baz black 2 it is i the returning bearded brumy jamie and joining me as
1: always as always is this handsome devil over here I love that little that little thing you do right at of the eye. So I always wait. I know just to wait because you've got to get your little little uh, uh, catchphrase bit in. i got to get my bits in. Exactly. Not again, please. It hurt last time. Um, but it's because Kerry starts doing it now. <laughs> it's started to catch on there, boys. It's the Scotsman Tom, by the way, just to let you all know. Uh, and obviously we had a week off, so we're probably a little bit giddy. Um, because <laughs> obviously when we have time away we literally both start getting like oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, so <laughs> oh
0: my god uh, it's you I've missed you
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh mate yeah. Um, yeah so we've had a week away and uh, what yeah. was really nice uh, was I forget her hashtag uh, her handle. I'm really sorry to this person who wrote back on oh, Melody Melody on YouTube wrote see you next week uh, I thought it was really nice <laughs> <laughs> I was just like Thanks. Very well. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. And a uh, big shout out to Melody Melody on YouTube there. So, uh, yeah, that was very nice of you. Thank you very much. It was, uh, it, it was quite nice to the shorts again as well. Just, uh, it was just quite a... Yes, it was, it was just, very nice seeing your little shorts again. It was very nice. Yeah, it was enjoyed, good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing them again. So it's good fun. But, uh, yeah, that catchphrase at the end just needs... Just needs just, just needs to be out um, there every now and again.
0: I'm not going to lie. As soon as I watched it back and th- that came up, I felt like my life was a little bit more complete. <laughs> I missed, I'd missed them.
1: A... <laughs> um, Jamie. Amazing. Hello, sir. You know and the English language likes to be a bit fucking weird and we have loads of different words for the same thing? Oh, yes. What do you call fizzy drinks? Uh, pop. You call them pop? Yeah. It's, it's pop or fizzy, isn't it? People ask yeah. for fizzy, like, fizzy what? water I, I don't understand I'm not running that risk because if someone gives me fizzy water I'm throwing it
0: in the face and giving them a slap so
1: sparkling's no. all right it's not the end of the world it's just it's an interesting basically like a lot TV static just no
0: Ugh. it tastes like TV static that's why I imagine TV static would taste like if it had a flavor <laughs> okay <laughs> just... I did I didn't
1: see it going that direction at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just wrong flavored sparkling water. I'm all on board that train. Here's my ticket. I'm on. But plain yeah, sparkling water.
1: <laughs> why does that exist? I always find because I love lemon lime. I find lime always dries your throat out. I don't know why. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, weird.
0: I always find that weird when they people describe drinks as dry. Like it's a dry white wine. How could a drink be dry? It's li- it's liquid. It's a drink.
1: Yeah, I've never answered that either. I've, I've never, never got. I suppose that. it's very dry. Yeah. yeah it's like, you're, you know, eating sand or something. <laughs> All them weird little gelatin things getting like microwaves that soak up moisture. I oh, hope uh, no one's yeah. eating them. <laughs> Please. Little pa-
0: like, no one's so- eating
1: someone. them, hope. Oh, Lee Evans, comes the free meal. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck, I'm <and> parched. <laughs> How about that? Oh, so funny. I love when those little random tidbits come in. But I have to give a massive shout out to my brother, to Joe, my brother, right? Because he, he has this weird addiction, which I love, where he looks for hilarious names in movie and TV credits. Genius, genius. Jamie Westwood. My brother has found probably the greatest name in the history of film and TV credits, but the history of ever. Okay. In the brand new Matrix movie. Okay? Okay. It was a waste of his time. But yeah. this guy, I couldn't tell you what he did, but this is... I can't wait. I'm actually... As I'm trying to build up, I'm so excited to tell you. <laughs> Jamie, <Jimmy>, his name <laughs> was Dick Wait. <laughs> I i just thought that was fucking fantastic. Uh, Dick what, Wait. What form of weight is this? Is this weight or weight? As in... Wait, what? W e i g h t? Fucking brilliant! <laughs> I great, like went... literal, literal dick weight. Oh, it's, it's about two kilo. that is. it's quite two kilo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just. I'm the in the book where definitely no two point
0: five. Oh, well, imagine that being known. Like, surely you would want to be known as Richard. Like, <laughs> well, that's what exactly, exactly. Like, what he I, in his own head he obviously went, i it not be fucking funny. <laughs> That, but to be fair, I respect the man more if his name is Richard.
1: And he went, "No, I want to be professionally known as Dickwit." <laughs> I bet, I bet, I bet. Literally, I bet that's his move on dates. Oh, definitely. it's yeah. gotta be. It's gotta I, wonder be. If his, I wonder if his wife's called Fanny. <laughs> Fanny wait <weight. laughs> or t- or tit. Or, I don't know. Tit's not a name, though is it.
0: But, <laughs> Fanny wait <weight. laughs>
1: I don't know. i am trying to work out how you'd work out the weight. Anyway, yeah, let's not go off on this sort of tangent. No, that's absolutely, that's definitely oh, yeah. not. Um, oh. they're the other final thing, it's a bit more of a pet peeve more than anything else. Okay. Um, and you should know this because you get them regularly. Trains. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? Why do the British people insist on standing nose to the door before you've even got off? Like, oh. I, I, am I supposed to walk straight through you? Like, uh, I'm I'm not a ghost. Um, I'm gonna mow you down, basically. If you stand right to the fucking weight. I absolutely hate it. Um, oh. Where would, I think I was coming back from work, and I got back to Newport Station, and I pushed the button. Literally, there was three of them just stood there waiting, and I just went, "Cool," and barged straight through them. And I was like, "Well, what? I don't understand it."
0: No, I had I, I a. I, I've also had an annoyance with trains this past week well, before i we went away oh i was going to see the kids and i was about to get off the train the but the light doesn't come on the door i'm pressing it like mad it doesn't come up by the time i got to the next door train had left no so i turned around to the driver because there was a guy filling with the door and I went mate i need to get off this stop like i hadn't even just started going yet the doors had closed and i was like i need to get off he went oh sorry and it just started going i was like are you not going to help me you're not going to Radio for them to stop. Tell me, give me some advice. Nothing. Oh, sorry. And because it was a Sunday, I had to then go to the next station, wait twenty minutes to get the train back, and then I had to wait at that station where I should have got off for another hour before my next connecting train because I missed the connection.
1: Yeah, I was not a happy boy that day. Was that in Birmingham still? No, this was in Worcester. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. How well? Hang on. So you left Birmingham to Worcester, Shrub Hill.
0: Sunday trips are quite adventurous to go and see the kids. So I had to go from Longbridge to Bromsgrove, from Bromsgrove to Worcester, Fourgate Street. Oh, okay. And that's where I was supposed to get off, and it didn't let me off. And then I had to go from Fourgate Street to Chalp.
1: So where did you end up, then, if you couldn't get off at Fourgate Street? Um, I can't remember the name now. It
0: was, like, like literally one platform. Um, It was a tiny station.
1: That is bullshit. The name's gone from there.
0: But I was not a happy bunny. I was like, I was like, I need to have a rant. I was like, Becky. Oh, okay. That's that's a bit of shit. I was like, I don't, nothing can be done, but I needed to have a vent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dude, that sucks <sighs> ass.
0: Uh, speaking of dicks for the previous conversation and that guy on the train. Do you remember our last episode I told you about the sweet corn toys? Uh, yes. Yes these bad boys right here oh my so are they dildos are they well no they're not but they sure as hell look like it but I figured do you know what do you know how you get the most popular YouTube channels these days do you know how they get popular unboxing videos right I brought. Them. I brought two more why <laughs> because I wanted more and I thought let's open them on the show
1: See what's in this one. Oh, but that's so weird. That's anal beads. <laughs> that's fucking anal beads. That's anal beads, right? <laughs> what, like, What? Are, I'm sorry. Like, what are these things? They are
0: called Orb Oddities Fusion Foods. Surprise inside. And they're literally kids' toys. They're kids' toys. They're orb toys. They're kids' toys. And I'll see what's in the second one, because if it's what I hope it is, I'm be really very happy. A Once banana? Oh, it isn't what I wanted it to be. But that actually just looks like a banana. We're not
1: so sexual this time. And it actually, does it peel all the way off, or is that as far as it... Mate, that's so odd. <laughs> but the one where's I one. Where, where's my orange banana gone? Where's my... Becky?
0: I don't know if I, you can see that on the packaging there's a finger what the fuck almost <laughs> messed up figure. <laughs> warning choking hazard anyway I know exactly what Beck is when you're at work I don't I'm not sure she'd get much done with
1: that but that one yeah probably yeah Mate, that's horrific <laughs> I can't really go there's kids. Is that, is this is just the way that the world's gone now. Is like you know how they've made clothes for kids like less clothing. Yeah, and I, now they've made toys.
0: I literally brought these from the toy section in Panama. Just keep doing. This. There we are then. <laughs> so, Jamie, how how are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm well rested. I'm well rested. Yes. I had a lovely time away. I won't bore everyone with a breakdown of everything I did. But, you know, general seaside holiday, spent time on the beach. We built sandcastles and played games. I did something very brave, which you'll know is brave of me. I used to took my top off on the beach. I hated every minute of it, <laughs> but I did it. And Like I said, I was constantly looking around. I was like, is anyone looking at me? People are laughing at me, aren't they? Does anyone care? No, probably of not. Of course but- I didn't. It's me and my wonderful body dysmorphia and self-confidence issues. But I did it. I was quite proud of myself for doing it. That's and great. Congratulations. I know it's nothing for major, most people, but to me, it meant a lot. Um, we went swimming three times because the child really loves going swimming. Um, what else? My favourite thing we did, we met up with my granddad. Obviously, it's my granddad's caravan. Then um, he travelled over from Weymouth for, about two and a half hours. We came over, we went for dinner, played mini golf together, just... Just had a great time, like, getting to know him because I've literally met him once, and that was on his wedding day <laughs> earlier in the year. So it was really nice getting to know him properly and spend the day with him, it was really, really nice, with his wife and his two adopted children. It was really great fun. Um, what else did we do? Obviously, building sandcastle. We ate a copious amount of ice cream. Like, every day we had ice cream because it's just what you have to do had fish and chips by the sea, went an eight out. Yeah, it was just, just a nice time, a nice relaxing time, to be honest, and, and spent a ton of money in arcades, like you do. Because you have to get as many tokens as you can to exchange them for absolutely soddle. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. But yeah, it was good. It
1: was good. I feel nice and relaxed now. How about you, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm knackered as hell, but knackered as ass, boys uh but yeah i'm not too bad my friend not too bad at all it's just been a lot of rihanna in um, and a very busy day yesterday so uh yeah i was guessing what you've been up to but you've kind of smashed that in in one go so uh... uh yeah kind of mostly really didn't i but to be
0: fair other than the holiday before i went on holiday since we last recorded i really didn't do anything i was working like from the day we recorded until the day i went away and the day we went away i went to see the kids so that was sort of in that day and the whole train debacle. Bloody trains. But yeah, I've not really done it. Like I said, I got back yesterday and today we've just chilled, really. Like the kid decided she wanted to throw a party for the queen today. I, I don't know. What? I don't know. Basically, she got a ton of stuff around the house, put it all around the living room. She made us buy cupcakes when we were out and decided she wanted to throw a party for the queen. I asked her if the queen was coming, and she said no, the party's for the queen. I think she's got this idea from the Jubilee when they did it at school. Uh, okay. But yeah, she wanted to throw a party for the Queen. So that's what we did. So nice. She was, she was quite happy with that. But other than that, watching-wise, I have watched quite a lot since we last spoke. I have finished Only Murders in the Building. I started season two when we were on holiday and we completed it in two nights because we just could not turn it off. It's great, isn't it? It is. It's literally one of the greatest shows you'll ever watch. And now You're I will listen to all the podcasts as well. So, Yeah. yeah absolutely phenomenal uh, I finally watched Prey the Predator movie they released. oh yeah so good so good like the actress in it I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else and she was phenomenal so hopefully she's in a lot more um, She-Hulk ca- carried on with that incredible is a bit yeah, but just ignore that it's a great show um, and we started Sandman on Netflix I don't think you've seen that it's a Neil Gaiman comic really good really enjoying that as well and other than that, yesterday we watched the Taylor Hawkins tribute show, or at least most of it, and that was really good, really emotional, and yeah, fair play, Taylor Hawkins' son who got on drums to play "My Hero." Just that kid is his dad's son. Like the facial expressions, the way he went through it when he's playing, it just looks like a mini Tyler playing. It is absolutely phenomenal. And like such a young age as well. Yeah, amazing. So a great show. Great show. Apart from Paul McCartney, who was pretty bloody awful. But, he, yeah, he's, he's stopped that, he should stop, by the He really should stop. It was great that he was there, but
1: yeah, it's called a it Quit, Paul. <laughs> what Fair have you been up to, K- see my friend? Fair play to Kanye Westgate in a career, apparently, according to Millennials. i you remember some tweets from an earlier series, uh, episode of this show. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So what have I done? That is that is the big question, uh, Jamie. So a little Rihanna, in, a lot of Um, uh, So I'm pretty wiped out. But in relation to Rihanna, in, I passed my Cert 3 course, uh, yeah! expensive course. So finally, the exams are done uh, and the certificate is on its way. It's a fully fledged qualification that I keep for the rest of my life. Congratulations, uh, so sir. Thank you very much. It's uh, been six months. That's how long it's taken to do it. So, uh about bloody time, i tell me bloody term uh before you went away me and the other half had three days off together so we got to spend some time Ooh. together but we didn't fucking stop i don't think we sat on our sofa until sunday evening uh, so That's we that, we went and got a new table that i'm currently sat at right now uh with benches like a proper industrial type table it's lush uh so much better than that stupid fucking table that I was using with the big white ass chairs and sticking to everything. So I'm so pleased that we're now uh, I'm now podcasting from a bench. It's quite a lot, it's a lot more comfortable. Um, I went and had my beard trimmed. So I can tell. you I went look again. sexy. When I had it all done. It looks uh, so much better for a tennis, It's quite nice. That uh, was good. We went shopping for a christening. We're invited to a christening on the Sunday, so the Saturday, Karis was like, "I want a new dress." We went all the way over to Cardiff. Uh, for said dress, she saw said dress in River Island, and they didn't have it in Cardiff. They had it in Newport. Oh, for um, sake. <laughs> so we had then chased all the way back to Newport uh, to get the dress, and she looked absolutely amazing. It like a- absolutely gorgeous. We posted quite a few photos on our social media um, on the Sunday of Kristin. Um, we were given six free tickets to the Dragons versus Bristol Bears rugby game at Rodney Parade, which is literally across the river from my house. Nice. Uh, so we went to watch that. That was great. Nobody took us up on the free ticket. So we went by ourselves and had just two seats on the side, completely free. Nice. Uh, that was great. That game was amazing. It finished 45 28 to Bristol, but Newport were winning with five minutes to go, 28 26. And then Bristol scored two very late tries. I think wow. there three very late tries. It was meant. The end was mental. Absolutely mental. As people bombing it down the thing, I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, some guy headbut- back headbutted my kneecap. And he got, oh. yeah, because he was so reactive, but my knees were lit because I'm so big. My knee was right behind his head. <laughs> so as he moved, yeah, I was like, there's nothing to do about it. Like, I, don't, I know there's two, three seats on side of me, but there's nothing to do about it. Um, so I went to a christening. That was lush. That was really nice. Uh, was a lot of kids. Um, so, yeah, so it was lovely. The buffet was stunning. Uh, you know, the vicar completely forgot about the service. So the, the church was closed when we got there um uh, yeah he took it half an hour late and was in a meeting he was like, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry um so that so was dude, interesting. The After, yeah yeah um and then asked for donations at the end <laughs> um <laughs> to buy you a bloody alarm clock mate. how about no um watching wise on that sunday night of the christian we finally sat down and did nothing we watched sicario you see that movie no I don't even know that Josh Brolin uh, Benicio del Toro and Emily Blunt and Daniel Cuyalla um, okay. it's on the, about the Mexican drug cartel but it's about the hidden undercover side of American FBI that you don't mm. see and they break all the rules and Emily Blunt doesn't like it and it's amazing basically never enough. really good film really it's on Netflix highly recommend I shall have to indulge yeah it's, good. it's really good trust me At the start you're like fuck and then it just sets you off for the rest of the film then um, so, did that. Um, well, so I done. Oh, Jamie Westwood. On Tuesday night, I finished work. I sat down. I sat there and I went, I don't know why, but I feel lucky. I feel really lucky tonight. So, I did something I haven't done in a while. I threw a cheeky £5 bet on. Oh, okay. A 16 fold. So, no chance of winning. And it won. <laughs> nice for for 235 quid winner so i went oh that'll pay new york off then cheers very nice i couldn't believe it i literally couldn't believe it uh it came down to like the last two minutes of, of three games and they scored all in a row and i was just like yeah i lost my shit it was really i just i don't know what it was i just sat down and i went i just feel really lucky tonight it was really weird a lot like,
0: of, I have those moments in the shops. I'm feeling lucky. I'm
1: going to get a scratch card. Oh, look, a one-fuckle. Clearly wasn't that lucky. It was almost like that, that finger from Lotto went, it could be you. I uh, hung over, over my flat, and I was like, it is going to be you. So I was like, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Cheers. <laughs> I forgot about that. But... Yeah. Um, Futures bright. Futures orange. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not orange. It's kind of bleak and grey right now, to be honest with you, right, looking outside. Yeah. So, you know... Um, and do we talk about the cost of the crisis orange? No, we don't. We buy a new cattle; it's fine. Exactly, it saves a ten pound for your, year, your yearly bill. Um, anyway, the big thing that happened is it's my and Carissa's anniversary on Tuesday. We're recording this on Sunday night, the fourth of September, and it's our anniversary on Tuesday the sixth. Now we decided that we were going to go for dinner, play some golf, and stuff on Saturday. Yesterday, Friday night. Excuse me, terribly sorry. I found now, we sat talking, and Paris just went. Do you want to go to Clash of the Castle? I was like, I'd love to, but tickets are expensive. And I was like, I'll have a look, but you know, and I then found front row seats in the second in the second tier. I was like, I forgot the money. <laughs> but yeah, then let's let's do it then. Are you sure? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's fine. And I, I, I don't. I really like wrestling. to watch it, but we'll go. I've never seen somebody so invested in my life. Um, <laughs> it's always it the was. Way. It was the best. It was unbelievable to be at a WWE pay per view. Like incredible. It was so the main Gunter versus what? Uh, sorry, Gunter versus Sheamus was just incredible. Yeah. Like the one of the greatest moments is when they put Imperium back together and everyone lost their fucking shit. Because uh, God, yeah. What was great about it though is when uh, Ludwig Kaiser's obviously announcing. So if anyone hasn't seen of the Castle, I'm really sorry. Uh, it's been out a week by the time this comes out. If you've not watched it, it's, it's on you. True. He's announcing, obviously, because you don't see uh, Giovanni Vinci next to him for, on the camera-wise. You can see him stood there, uh, and he's like, oh, you know, there's a guy. <laughs> this is great. In the, If you watch it, there's a guy right behind him. You can see his head. He's going... <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing that's all I could see when Lugan was talking is that guy behind him fucking great amazing show man right just the atmosphere was mental so it was great just absolutely loved it yeah so, no,
0: everything I've seen from it looks amazing like I do want to try and sit down and watch it it looked like incredible I've heard Gunter Seamus being like match of the year candidate I've heard so far yeah really
1: I mean it, it was great like we were going nuts for shame. we were losing our shit for him um uh and uh Tyson Fury as well that was great
0: yeah the only thing I quite understand about is Tyson Fury thing isn't my correct in hearing that the show ended on a giant sing-along
1: yes have you seen a Tyson Fury boxing match no he sings after every single match he sings American Pie oh does he okay I didn't know yes he does because when he said, do you know, all waiting for, and I said to what I bet he was American Pie. and he fucking did. And I went, there you go. And then Drew McIntyre went, do you know, any sweet Caroline. And he just went, no, no, no. He went, seriously, though. No. He's like, no, 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 no. So Drew McIntyre sang Don't Look Back like in Anger. Fair enough. And it was great. And the whole, we were all there with him. We were all there with him. And it was just amazing. The only thing that sucked about it was two and a half hours to get home. I live in Newport. And Cardiff's not that far away. Yeah, it doesn't it surprise was, me though. The trains was a bit like, fucking hell, it was horrific. But we got back, so it's all that matters. That's all that matters. You got uh, eventually. But we watched those videos and there's videos of people in the street the, before the show, like having like fake matches, but letting kids pin them and win. That's amazing. <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. Uh, so it's always like, oh, whoever you are, if you help helping in this group, thank you for making my kids day. Like... Because this that's, kid like pinned this guy, like one, and the was went, oh like it's like loved it. That's loved
0: phenomenal. It. I love that. I don't care what anyone says. The British wrestling scene is literally the best.
1: It was great. I think we really made our um, made ourselves known for more pay-per-view over here. I hope so. Yeah. We the, it. the Americans were like, damn boys, these British boys know what they're doing. Like that, yeah. I think hopefully we've set the standard now. I mean, I mean, takeover,
0: when there was TakeOver London, they said the exact same thing. Like, these Brits love their wrestling. It's like, just bring it over a bit more often. Christ's sake.
1: But it's not. WWE just, is just... I'm really enjoying it again. It's so fun. trying to taper that with AEW is fucking hard. But, uh, <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. That's so, a point. It's all out tonight, isn't it? It is all out. And it's Worlds Collide. And Worlds Collide, kind of bloody hell, yeah. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, but still it's going to be great uh, but yeah Paris is now like oh so what happens now then like wait for Monday oh, but, yeah so it's like oh I won't watch hours of it but you I will. want to I want to know what's going on like okay we'll watch all together That's fine so I'm quite excited about that you will watch hours of it and it'll consume your entire life oh yes <laughs> because it's way too much of it now to you know
0: yeah precisely
1: once you're in, they have you. We have you. <laughs>
0: this is why I only read results now because I just don't have time to watch it. There's that much of it.
1: We haven't got kids, so yeah. we can literally do as we We don't have to watch Bing or Bonk or whatever the fuck they're called. And...
0: I never plan to watch an episode of Bing again in my life. Yeah. Bastard. Uh, uh, Eddie,
1: let's watch people unwrap shit. Hooray! Oh. Hey, sometimes watching people unwrap shit is good. Okay, I, that really weirds me out. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go cracking up, Brayden. What's going on? Stay cozy. Here's that. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody.
0: Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey?
1: That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, the Chronicles, at checkout. Out. Oh, boy, oh. you fucking weirdo. <laughs> don't want to me anal beads, not particularly, Jamie. No, uh, what you do in your <laughs> own set time is you know, it's your privacy, so you know it's all good. But, uh, Jamie, let's just keep cracking on because I don't want to talk about anal beads any further. It's time <laughs> for kind of street do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. The uh, boy's back. I bet you've all missed it this, haven't you? You missed him last week, didn't you all? I could tell. I could look at you. Look at you right now. I bet you all fucking missed it, didn't you? I know we did. We're recording this show every time we're away. We so, um, Jamie. Yes, sir. What is Callum treaching us? Uh, this week? Even though our fingers are all different lengths, they still all line up when you curl your hand up. Do they? He's right, you know. Oh, oh. Ah. Ah. I don't like that. <laughs> That's weird. Why do they do that? First of all, why are fingers different lengths? Why I, are they not just the same size? I don't know. I suppose it wouldn't call called the little finger, would it? As, I don't know, It's just a bit odd. Is it so we can grip things properly? I or?
0: imagine it's to do with grip or shoveling from when right. we are like cavemen sort of times or what? Well, Maybe.
1: Think. I dig. I want to dig. All <laughs> well, right, I'm mud vein, can't <laughs> Wow, that's not. Ah. <laughs> this is
0: going to be a great episode for people. Take me, Jamie and Tom just stare at their hands the entire time.
1: It's kind of weird. It's kind of, <laughs> it's, it, I kind of want to have it work. I mean, is it because of the. No, because it just. Yeah. Any I doctors like... or, is it, or any hand physicians? Or, uh, physicians? <laughs> physicians. I can't fucking say that word. <laughs> I just learned Tom can't speak. I'm going to go to work and be like, right, hand
0: doctor, come with yeah. me. I need some well, questions answered. Why does this happen? Why does it happen when I curl my hands?
1: Does it do this?
0: Don't. Tell me. Tell me now. Make
1: fingers make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have no... don't <laughs> <laughs> tell me, <laughs> Jamie. I'm in the middle of operation right now.
0: I don't care. Tell me,
1: <laughs> it's life or death, Jamie. Please, please
0: sleep alone. <laughs> You're operating on his hand. Open it up. Show me how it works,
1: please. <laughs> so, when we take this vertebrae and we move the, <laughs> this nerve, I mean, pull here, Just this? <laughs> like a puppet no sorry anyway let's move on shall we <laughs> play me like a puppet <laughs> um, Jamie yes sir what else is Callum treating us this week out of all the things that taste like chicken eggs just don't <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's amazing that's so true Oh, that's that clever. Eggs. It's really clever. Well, of course, they're eggs. They've come out the, chicken. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It's great. But th- that's the other thing I don't understand. Why does everything else taste like chicken, though? Why? have no, never anything, understood when that one. When it's something that you've never eaten from your life, like, what's well, dumb beetle tastes like chicken? Does it? Yeah. It's a beetle, though. Yeah, it tastes like chicken. It's really weird.
0: I've heard that expression a billion times life, but I don't remember ever eating anything that tastes like chicken.
1: I've had swordfish. Do you know what that tastes like? swordfish swordfish yeah you <laughs> know people are like i've had gator yeah yeah it tastes like gator i <laughs> like it. It just you know, why why does crocodile taste like chicken i don't i don't get it i don't understand why no, that's the go-to it's like it's like when you see somebody that looks younger than they actually are oh it's fucking 12 meters why, 12? Everyone why 12 everyone 12 yes eight or 15
0: like why is it always 12 I, I do it myself. Everyone says what do you look like about a beard, a 12-year-old
1: girl? I always say twelve. It's true. It's why is twelve? It's so weird how it's the go-to. Try and use a different number and see if people freak out.
0: <laughs> I'm an eleven I look like an eleven
1: and a half year old. I look like a six-year-old, I do. What? New word. <laughs> exactly what I said. I look like a fucking six-year-old. Without me at Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why is that uh, that's mind blowing though? Because obviously yeah. it's a because obviously it's the, the obvious period is it's an egg. So. Yeah, it's an egg, it's it's an egg. It's of course it's gonna taste like egg, but it comes from the chicken. I see what you do there, Callum. I like it. Very I clever. I like it. I, pl- very, I, love, very I love calling eggs
0: chicken periods
1: because it really puts people off the race. But you call breast tits, and that just is like, yeah. Okay. Oh, when I write down chicken tits instead of chicken breasts, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, anyway, we'll move on. Um yeah. <laughs> And finally, Jamie. What is Callum Trichinus? Uh wait, what was that again? Was it what I thought it was it? I just had to say. I know it's this, but it's what what this is and I'm looking for. It's what? definitely is it a work? Okay. what? Okay. This working day. <laughs> um e- this
0: this, e-
1: this egotistical <laughs> asshole. What e- what? Oh, okay, I see. What is Callum Trichy? This what? Eat. <laughs> I wish multiplayer dreaming was a thing. It'd be so cool to just like dream with your mates and, you know, do some random stuff that you wanted to do. It'd feel like a video game. That's, that's, that's amazing. The fucking greatest thing I've ever <laughs> that, heard in my I life. Know, right? <laughs> but does that mean that other people could like log in? That's
0: a good point. Uh, who the fuck are you? <laughs> ah, <laughs> my dream's <What>? been hacked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why is John Travolta here? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. when did John Travolta turn into a stoner? <laughs> I don't know. He was, all, he was all like, whoa. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> He's like, whoa. And I was like, whoa. He's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And his chin would get about five minutes before he does, but still, and it's like, uh, that's how you know John Travolta's turning up. Um, <laughs> but still like yeah like, people would totally hack in and it'd be like um, those people that play games way too often in their life that are really good at them but you know I've oh, never yeah. met a girl or I've never been to school or anything like that they oh, would yeah. start hacking in like start killing you off and putting random shit in there but, wouldn't it be just be like Ready Player One I didn't like that film actually, as far as I remember I like that
0: film. But I just, they, log, they log into the hell. Helmet, yeah, it was like a VR sort of thing, and you can all log into the same with one world. But I suppose it was like big dreaming instead.
1: I suppose if you had like big dream Wi Fi that only you had access to and gave oh, your mates access to, that'd
0: be amazing.
1: Before asleep okay. and you've
0: got to enter a password.
1: Yeah, I want to be a pirate. Let's go and play Sea of Thieves, but I want to be pirate. So I was like, yeah, right. would be wicked. I so want that cool. to happen now. That or FIFA or Madden or something. Be like a quarterback. <laughs>
0: Imagine that you're playing FIFA all night with your mates, and you're like, Right, lads, we're going to go sleep. We'll log into FIFA in our dreams. Let's play some footy. We're off.
1: I, I wonder if it made you knackered in real life, though. <laughs>
0: you wake up and you're like, Oh, that was a tough game.
1: Yeah. Oh, now uh, it's na- work. Uh, now to work. Yeah. You're like, Fuck, I'm shattered. I played 180 minutes and I played Bradford Luton. <laughs> Both away games are miles away from each other. That's <laughs> a travel as well. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's that'd be so cool though. That's a future. Maybe do you reckon PlayStation Xbox are trying to get to that sort of stage? I wouldn't surprise me.
0: I uh, there is someone out there that's probably trying to develop this sort of technology. That'd be absolutely mad scientist.
1: Bangin'. Absolutely banging. Another great edition of Caleb's treatments, though. Oh, thank you very much, Caleb. absolutely love that, that they were great. They were fucking great. Um, <laughs> and Jamie, as the yes, list sir. as the list gets ever so much fucking longer, will you be in the way again? Sorry about that. It's time for Tom's journal. Yeah, it is. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. But Jamie, notice Tom's Journal, I've got some fucking beauties for you in this little bad boy. I'll tell you that right now. Um, What I really want to do, right, is I want to record an audio book that's just eight hours of breathing, a page turning, and right at the end go, oh, you meant out loud. (laughs) that's brilliant because you might just be like "It's looks really good I was just meant to be spoken that way too he didn't yeah. what a twist I can't believe it's his daughter <laughs> just giving away spoilers with yeah. no context yeah. the whole time <laughs> he did what with his what brilliant this would be my worst nightmare as well. My worst nightmare, Jamie, is Spotify randomly throwing out an Ed Sheeran song whilst I'm driving. Then I crash and die, but it keeps playing, so the first responders think I was an Ed Sheeran fan, and they tell my mum I end up being cremated to fucking Shape of You. <laughs> I really was in love with the Shape of You, Darren. I'm so sorry <laughs> you're gone.
0: <laughs> what a weird song to be cremated to as well. I know. I'm
1: in love with the Shape of You. It's so I'm just, weird. I'm just dust, mum. Um, there's
0: <laughs> literally no shape, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a shape at all. Is that what you like? Nothing. Um, they should get a stencil like when they put tops on cappuccinos.
1: Would <laughs> <laughs> have some chocolate with that? I'll oh, leave that out, but I've got this special little bit. There you go. Um, so. A week ago, my mother-in-law began reading The Exorcist. She said it was the most evil book she'd ever read. So evil, in fact, she couldn't finish it. She took it over to the beach, threw it in the ocean off a fishing pier. So I went and bought another copy, ran the faucet over it and left it in the night table drawer by her bed. I'm going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) That is genius. That is absolute genius, isn't it? Because you imagine... You would fucking give her mental health issues for life, by the way. (laughs) But
0: (laughs) But I'm so proud of that person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hope she's religious. I'll be fucking even more. I'll be even better. Yeah. Oh, this just, this has brought nostalgia back by everything else. There's so, there's thousands, Jamie. Thousands of fucking songs about getting your heart broken. But only one about moving to the country and eating lots of peaches. Oh, yes, indeed. And there could only ever be one. Moving to the country, gonna Gonna eat eat a lot lot of peaches. peaches.
0: I was wondering if there was actually like a hidden meaning to that song, or it literally just is about moving to the
1: country and eating peaches. I hope it's that one. Same. Sorry, this has just really thrown me. Due to Callum's final treats there, this entry of the journal. What if Jamie, when you can't fall asleep, it's because all the dream servers are full and you have to wait for someone else to disconnect first?
0: That's a little bit creepy. That's a bit weird, isn't
1: it? (laughs) I don't like it, but that's a little bit odd.
0: That's a weird concept. I quite like that though. Like, you can't dream because the dream servers are full, so you wake up, you're like, I didn't
1: have a dream last night. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like. (laughs) I hope that is real. But then, that, again, it goes back to why I wanted to play games in VR and stuff, but in your sleep. Yeah. I quite like that idea. That's cool, though, isn't it? I must have a lot of full servers because I rarely remember my dreams. I remember random ones, ones that feel really real. I don't remember the ones that, you know, otherwise I'll go, oh, there, there was a patch of grass and then I woke up. Do you um, ever have
0: those ones where you, as soon as you wake up, you're like, oh, my dream was that, and then five seconds later, like,
1: I don't remember what I dreamt was that had happened i had to wake up Keris. She she's crying in her sleep oh really she was like someone was dying it was horrible bless her it was, i know it was awful because she mm. woke me up because i was like why she cry? i was like it was crying what's going on it was nuts <laughs> bless her little face um this is great werewolf transforming you have to go i don't want you to see me like this human don't push me away i'm not afraid of you no, no, I'm just, look, I'm really dumb as a wolf, okay? And I don't want you to see me bark at a mirror for two hours. <laughs> <The weather. laughs> That's
0: not where I saw
1: that going. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't look at me, I'm a monster. This does not spark joy. If you record me screaming the bathtub again, I'm going to cry. Well, I have to wake up the next morning. I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) Is it because I threw... Yes, it's because you threw the stick, but really hit it behind your back, you bastard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, The only issue I have, right, is that I just helped my neighbour bury a rolled-up carpet in the woods. She said her boyfriend would have done it, but he's out of town. <laughs> That's dark. It's a little bit, isn't it? That's dark. I like that. I was also really gutted because you shared this one, but I got it before you shared it. And I was like, damn it. Oh, I did fucking find it. But still, it's still too great. And I had to put it on here anyway, no matter what. For the fans to enjoy, if there are any. <laughs> the year is 2013 bakery art is so realistic literally anything could be cake the uncertainty has gripped the world in fear i go to hug my wife for comfort she is in fact cake (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: i really want someone to make a realistic person out of cake i know people make people out of cake but you can tell it's cake but with the hyperrealism cakes are making lately, they've got to be able to make a person. I want to see it. Please make it. It'd be great, wouldn't it? It would be amazing. <laughs> to-
1: oh, oh fuck! It's cake. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, chocolate peanut butter, my favourite. <laughs> two more snogging the cake because it tastes amazing. <laughs> <laughs> two more, Jamie. Two more for you. What if my penis in it first? <laughs> you know you're old, right? When your knee cracks that fucking loud, you're half expected to glow in the dark at night.
0: (laughs) I completely, completely relate to that one.
1: (laughs) And this was just all kinds of stupid and it's really made me laugh. This is from a Flat Earth Society Facebook page. um, And I was like, I have to bring this out because it's just great. Beautiful. Literally going to read it as it's written. Okay. Okay. If the earth is if the earth is flat, do the moon and all other planets are flat? Someone responded with, "No, they are." Doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> to which then someone else responded with, "Let me get this straight. Aren't them wasn't?" Huh? <laughs> what? Aren't them uh, Aren't they, go, no, I, I heard it. I just can't work out what they were trying to say. So they've got... Okay. No, I not to explain it to you. It's fine. If the Earth is flat, do the Moon and all other planets are flat? Makes no sense. Yeah. Okay? So they said, no, they are doesn't. So then someone else said, let me get this straight. Aren't them wasn't?
0: Oh, okay, got it. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's just being stupid because he's yeah, taking the okay. piss. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, go there.
1: That's fine. But I had to explain it so that's yeah. kind of killed it. So no, mind. no.
0: I didn't click on that they were taking the piss. I thought it was someone else being a fucking
1: idiot. No, I said somebody else has also responded. But it's there we are. Never mind. It's just that's one of those choice. little things. It's fine. Don't worry about it.
0: I'll,
1: um, just, you know, I've got to a lot of effort to put these things in the journal. I do so much research. and just, you know, it's just tough sometimes, Jamie. Okay. All right, forgive me. All right. Still. Anyway, that's another edition of Tom's Journal. And what a beautiful edition it was. Oh, you're too kind, sir. You're too kind. But I do believe we should bring this Irish piece of resistance in. Oh, we definitely should. Welcome to the Chronicles of Baz Black 2. If you're unaware or unfamiliar... Of Baz Black, He is an Irish actor, director, owner of Sherlock Productions, piercer, musician, uh, personal trainer. He plays golf. He pretty much does anything and everything you can think of, but he doesn't tattoo, although he is absolutely covered in them. Uh, and mighty fine, he does look too, ladies and gentlemen. Mighty fine indeed. Uh, we sat down with Baz to discuss all about his brand new feature-length film, his first ever feature-length movie, dublin crust amongst other things and other shows absolutely it's amazing when we first spoke to baz way
0: back in fact talking of way back you can find it in the way about wednesday archives go listen to it if you haven't already he does discuss dublin crust literally as an idea he sent us like a press release of this is what it is we're going to work on it and now the movie's done And it is all getting ready, all final bells and whistles ready to be released. It's amazing to hear the story of going out there and chasing his dreams and making his first ever feature-length movie. And it sounds incredible, and I cannot wait to watch it.
1: Yeah, same. I'm really looking forward to it as well. Excuse me, but of course, he also talks about his role in the TV series Kid, which is absolutely massive over on AMC in the States. Unfortunately, not in the UK as of yet. which I'm gutted because I'd really like to watch it yeah, uh, for what it's told. But he's been, been in other shorts. He's been in other movies. He's been doing fucking loads. Um, very busy boy. He is. But the man is just a legend. He's just a really lovely fucking bloke. And uh, we are very honoured and proud to actually know him personally as well. Indeed. It's good to have talented friends. <laughs> Absolutely, Jamie. But, uh... Jamie! Yes, yes sir! Uh... Do you suppose anywhere on your purse at all you have any of those final words?
0: Just a massive thank you to Baz for taking the time out to sit down with us again. It was an absolute honour to sit and talk to you. You're one talented individual and I love the fact you never give up and chase those dreams. It's really inspiring. So keep going, my friend.
1: Absolutely. Baz, Thank you for taking the time out, my friend. We really appreciate you sitting down and chatting to us. We had a good laugh, uh, as they say in the industry, I believe. Laugh is a... I don't know, I'm making shit up as I go, but still. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this one. It's a fucking doozy. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Buzz Black. How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad, my friend. How are you? Good.
2: Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah,
1: yeah. Good. Good. Has your collection diminished somewhat
2: from last year? No, it's probably just because I'm zoomed in a little bit more.
1: Um, this, It's still the same. <laughs> I haven't gone, <anywhere. laughs> gone anywhere. I know you're probably there. I sound like, fuck, it wasn't really any order. Let's make some like, cross shapes. That'll look good. Yeah, we'll go for cross shapes. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs>
2: yeah. If my wife had her way, they'd be all gone. But, you know. I know. Yeah, my, yeah I might be
1: so. Yeah, yeah. You know how this works, mate. We're going to just lure you into a nice little false sense of security with Jamie's little beautiful introduction. And then we're going to absolutely hammer the living fucking shit out of you with questions. How does that sound? Oh, it sounds incredible. It's like a dream come true. That's <laughs> what we like. That's what we like. I, yeah. I love that we're going around for the second time again. I love it. I'm so happy that you're back. Yes. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Really good. Right, all let's all, get Jamie. To
0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you a returning guest, someone from our Wayback Wednesday archives. Today's guest is an actor, musician, and so much more. Since we last spoke, he has accomplished many things, including big things like filming his first feature film, Dublin Crust, and small things like making an Instagram for his dog Moo. Per his request, I'm to remind you all that he's still absolutely fucking hilarious. Ladies and gents, the man with the most beautiful accent to grace our show ever. These are the Chronicles of Baz Black. Two.
1: Yeah. Wow. One <laughs> an intro. still got it,
0: baby. Still got still it. got it. Yeah, you're getting
1: better. You're getting better. Wow. <laughs> so let, let's just address Moo Beans Instagram, shall we? Yes. I mean this idea.
2: We can spend the whole time talking about movies if you like. Um no, actually not Emma's. I, I will take full responsibility. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it had to happen so for anyone who doesn't know moving's is our new chihuahua puppy well she's gonna be a year uh, at the end of this month actually and um she's super cute she's a teacup chihuahua she's tiny and she deserved her own instagram she does to
1: be fair she does and she's fucking amazing just watching <laughs> have a go at the socks off the wash out a couple of days ago that was great it's yeah. just, she's just a little legend more than anything else really she gets to go on set with you and everything like that incredible i love it yeah
2: yeah she's like a therapy dog on set and um, everybody in between scenes wants the whole move you know uh, <laughs> but, uh, she's brilliant like she's super super needy almost as needy as me almost almost but, uh yeah she's super super cute and hours and hours of entertainment
1: so yeah a nice new addition to the family that's incredible mate. it's good it's good to see you uh Smiling again, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um having a little pooch in the family. Yeah. But um, I suppose we should get with the hard hitting shit, the real fucking, you know, right out there straight away Buzz. How's the last year been, my friend? <laughs> That's a broad question.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it has been good. I mean, obviously, since the lockdown, um we can't complain. Uh, if it's busy, it's great, you know, and it has been busy. Um and an accumulation of a lot of Hard work has come to fruition uh, in the form of, you know, making my own feature film and then just on the acting side of things and building all that side up. And then everything just kind of seemed to come at once. And it was just hectic. And it has been hectic, actually, up until this week. Next week is the first time that I have a little bit of breathing space, which is which is nice. Um, But it's a good complaint. It's been really um, artistically challenging and uh, it's, it's what I want to be doing and it's where I want to be in life so yeah it just feels like all the hard work is kind of paying off a little bit so yeah it's been good. Exactly so you're the one now it's flying aren't you hey? <laughs> yeah well you guys since I last talked to you you've done incredible stuff so I'm really proud it's great to see how much hard work you're putting in and um, so just keep doing it. And start talking.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Never. <laughs> oh, I suppose if you say so. <laughs> before,
0: before we start talking to you about what you've been doing since the last spoke, of, I see on social media that Mero and Reflection are still picking up awards to this day, which is insane. Are you still taking them around all the festivals and whatnot? No, not
2: really. I mean, the festival run is kind of done and anything that happened after that was invitation stuff, which is amazing. You know, just getting outright invitations to to screen Marrow again or screen Reflection. Um, and I mean, Reflection is what, like three years now, four years, maybe. Um, and we're still getting invited to screen at a festival. So it's a huge honor and it's incredible. And with Reflection, it's pretty cool because um, the screening that we got invited to do in October um, in Wicklow, uh, we are doing the director's cut of that, which has never been seen. So Ooh. it's yeah, like a longer version that we had, to, we edited down for the festivals and stuff like that. So it's cool that we get to publicly display that when it's never been seen before, you know.
1: Yeah, Mera was great. I mean, when I saw it, it was just like blown away. I loved all the, the Irish poetry music at the beginning and at the end, absolutely incredible. Oh, um, cool. yeah, yeah, it's great, great little film. That is. So yeah, deservedly so again the fact that they're still picking up awards so that you're still there every now and again going is not it got another awards, Mero best director so <laughs> just throw it in there yeah yeah I'm just,
2: go. I'm just making them awards myself at home you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no it is it's incredible and Mero because of the whole Irish vibe to it which I, I'm sure I was saying to you last time it did really well in America as well which was great for opening doors and um, for the feature film now I made loads of connections that I'm going to you know, capitalize on
1: and stuff like that. So yeah. Beautiful. Um, But before we get to your feature film that was made, you did two little shorts before (laughs) then. One was uh, The Hero, Mm -hmm. which was excellent, but it was top serial daters, right? When are we getting more Jeffrey? (laughs) (laughs) That's been requested
2: so many times, which is, you know, yeah and like jeffrey um happened uh, purely out of cabin fever there's like i did an instagram video or something of jeffrey's character um and that's where he started purely and then i was like okay we'll just do this little you know short film about him um, and I do have another two episodes written about Jeffrey, but we will, we, we we will get
1: back around them because I do like them. I do like them. It was, the, it's a really clever concept, though. Serial date is having the really intense. I want to be with somebody, lady, with the serial killer. It's a, it was just a really clever. Do you know? What, do you know where I'm coming from? Like I yeah. think the concept of it was just, was just genius. So it's never been done before.
2: Yeah, I just I like the fact that, you know, Jeffrey was trying to do his usual intimidation as a serial killer to this girl. And she's just completely oblivious of it. Yeah, <laughs> it flips around to him being terrified of her because she's just so desperate for a boyfriend, you know. So, yeah, yeah, he, hopefully he will make a return. Um, but like I said, you yeah, have a few, a few episodes written. One of them is uh, Jeffrey Goes Shopping. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I hope he runs in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> jeffrey has got to run. That is the best thing I've ever seen in my life
2: yeah we did so many there's so many outtakes of that as well yeah <laughs> yeah um oh. and, and i didn't tell anyone on the crew or anything that that was gonna be the run any. <laughs> <laughs> so the first the first take the camera is just like shaking <laughs> just <missing> that. <laughs> oh, sometimes you wonder what you do with your life but you know <laughs> all for entertainment
1: Don't have it any the way though mate yeah yeah exactly
0: I love it anyone listening to this and have not watched this just messing series the serial date is under there you've got to go and watch them just for the run like even if it's just for the run you've got to go watch them because it is literally the best i think i rewound that bit so many times it just killed me <laughs> off it was hilarious oh but you've you've got to play quite a few different roles in your career so far is there anything you're still wanting to do because obviously you've done the comedic side you've done like the stuff you did before you got a doubling cross kind of like is there still anything you're still itching at
2: yeah I mean there there always is and any actor who says there isn't is kind of lying to themselves and obviously with the look and the image i do get you know typecast and pigeonhole and you know i spoke about it before i'm absolutely fine with that i love playing all those roles are really fun to play the bad guy and the gangster and all that kind of stuff um my agents are <laughs> adamant that they want to get me into a rom-com and they like to oh. break down the stereotype and the boundaries of what should be you know a leading man in a rom-com or whatever so that'd be really fun and really challenging at the same time um the, I'm doing a feature film uh, in September with Danny Patrick, who I worked on an amazing feature film last year called Pulsanella, which is um, it's done now in the editing, so it should be coming out soon. But um, halfway through filming, he was like, uh, Baz, I'd love you to be in my next film. I was like, Yeah, 100% Danny, sign me up. And he was like, Right, well, bear with me. I want you to play a priest in the 1900s. <laughs> and I was like, danny uh, have you seen me <laughs> you know, like, he was like just trust me just trust me i'm gonna tailor the script to you when you see it you'll understand and um, so yeah he sent me the script and it does make sense don't worry he has <laughs> he has cleverly incorporated it in but um yeah it's an amazing uh werewolf movie the script is unbelievable it's called the mysterious death of lord harrington um hmm. and yeah it's two months filming. Uh, between malta ireland and possibly new zealand there's a few locations being thrown around but um so something like that you know that takes a director to see past the image and you know to to believe in it enough that he wants you there in this part and making it work you know Um, so that's what you need sometimes so yeah like getting to play something like that i mean i get to play uh the antichrist this year the devil and uh, a priest so you know that's that's,
0: <laughs> that's very what we cool. call range kids <laughs> yeah exactly
2: yeah <laughs> um, but yeah that's cool I, i'd love to do more horror because like i love horror and you think with the look and the image you know there would be plenty of but i haven't actually done much horror stuff so yeah i'd love to do do a few more uh, horror films hopefully in the future
1: isn't like 80% of the world, is it the world or the UK or whatever, tattooed now? Like, everyone's tattooed now.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's it's been around for a, a fucking long time. Um, and you think that by now it's 2022, you know, people are all sorts, like genders and everything. I'm not trying to be like, uh, I, I'm trying to word it in a way where I'm not going to be a prick, basically. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just thought so that like by now people go, oh, you tested?" Tass- okay. Like, yeah, so we've got this role for you. Like, you know what I mean? It shouldn't even be, it should just, it shouldn't even be a thing anymore.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's down to the gatekeep- gatekeepers and, you know, what's kind of, expected to be the norm in the film and world and then obviously you're going to have investors and production companies and sometimes the director or the casting director might love you and be like yeah we want to take a risk on you and then they take it to the executive producer who's the one putting up the money and he doesn't want to take the risk in case you know the public don't warm to you and you're going to lose your money so that's like the business side of it so just from me working in on on that side of things i understand where they're coming from but uh, at the same time, yeah, I think with the likes of Netflix and you know Amazon Prime or any of these online streaming, we are seeing more diversity. We are seeing um, more roles going to people that's not the standard, which is great to see. So it's slowly,
1: you know, breaking down the the barriers, but it's slow. Yeah, but that was what I was trying to get at. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That 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 D, that D word is flying around. I was like, I know there's a word for it, but my you know my, my mouth was going faster than my brain was, so I was yeah. like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
1: uh, yeah. I, got, I, I got what you were trying to say but um, yeah
2: so you know that is a positive thing um, but it's just yeah it just comes down to the gatekeepers uh, as well you know what they yeah. Yeah, expect so all you That's can do fine. is keep on trying to break down the boundaries you know
1: well you know I'm sure if you keep going mate you'll get there because you know we've known you for over a year now and I would put you in anything <laughs> So <laughs> whether whether it be you know <laughs> ballerina back in I don't know uh, dancing in Hawaii somewhere in the little hula skirts and the you know the, the coconut bras I'd put you in one of those um, I'm trying to think of really ridiculous roles I can't think of a third <laughs> uh, I don't know teacher a teacher, okay, yeah, and, yeah, and they're all in I the could, one trip. <laughs> I, I could see, yeah, well, like an alter ego type thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like by day he teaches maths, <laughs> by night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've
2: got to play a, a, a dad three times this year, so I'm getting to that age now where I'm getting to play oh. a dad, you know. And um, so that's interesting. Um. And what was the other one I did? Um, oh, yeah, I've I've been killed seven times now. No! Uh, productions, yeah, yeah.
1: Bastards. Mm.
2: So that's cracking up. I, I, think,
0: I yeah. sort of feel like that's a dream for some actors, though. I need to be killed on, on screen.
2: <laughs> on screen, yeah. I think it's Danny Trejo has the record for the most deaths in a yes. film, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is fun. And, yeah, some of them are epic deaths. And, you know, it, it's always it, it's always fun. My wife enjoys them way too much. <laughs> way too much. I'm like, she gets all excited. Oh, how are you getting killed? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tell <me Yeah>. something. <laughs> Thanks. Like, yeah. Uh, um, oh. So. We mentioned it briefly last time we spoke to you, but I think we should really get into the, into the crux of why we're here today, which of course is Dublin Crust. Uh, yeah. Your first ever feature length movie. Um, how was it? Like, what was it like to? Because obviously, you've gone from you had to fundraise and kickstart it, then you had to get everybody together to film these scenes and then put it on. Then you got to act and, it, you, to it, and you had to direct it and you did the music for it. And I can imagine it was, uh, took up quite a bit of your life, sir it's
2: just insane and i knew it was going to be insane but i just couldn't comprehend how insane it actually was um it was it was just unbelievable it took probably two months to recover from after we'd filmed it and you know the the budget went from up here to here to here you know and we were calling in every favor and um locations and we just didn't have the luxury of time it was pure indie filmmaking and um, but still trying to keep the quality up even though we were i mean i was i was doing two days straight no sleep no nothing just going like hell for letter uh um <laughs> and the team and the crew were just like amazing like i honestly honestly could not have done it without them getting behind the project, you know. Um, because I mean most people would just turn around and tell you to fuck off. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, we were putting them through. Uh you know, because it's it's my vision, it's my, you know, my film, and I'm I'm expecting everybody to match my enthusiasm and uh, energy levels but like i mean they pretty they pretty much did um and it was a team effort we got it across the line the community was amazing as regards locations letting us use different places and um, but i mean look anybody i tell this to just either don't believe me or just are just like <laughs> you're just absolutely crazy but we did 32 locations in seven days uh, and that was no. that was across three different counties. So, no way. Yeah, it was just absolute. Like I just I can't even explain how how crazy it was. But I mean, we have just literally finished the assembly edit, and the assembly edit for anybody who doesn't know is basically us going through scene by scene. So each scene is edited how we want to, how we shape the film and um, with the script uh, and then we go back and we start adding in all the color grading and the soundscaping and establishing shots and all that. So the assembly edit is just basically the scenes edited how the film's going to turn out. But the runtime is actually 2 hours in the assembly edit. So we are going to have to take the, you know, the knife out and start slashing it because an hour and a half is, you know, the goal, an hour 40 maximum. But for us to have too much footage for the amount that we were doing and the amount of time and that's something that I learned from filmmaking with my shorts and everything. Always, always have too much. Never leave yourself with too little footage, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was just, just unbelievable. And when I look back on it, I can't believe we got done what we got done. Um, and I hope everyone
1: who was part of it will be proud now when we we eventually get to see it. That's incredible, man. That is <laughs> absolutely... How the fuck did you manage to get to 32 locations in a week?
2: It. It was... I just, I don't even know. And I mean, like, I, we, totally we, had, we we even had rotations of like, you know, actors coming in and because, you know, there is such thing as a legal working hour on, on a movie <laughs> set and stuff, you know? And, you know, for, for me and Emma and I, like, we're fine. We'll just work away, but we were trying to stagger it and not, you know, kill our actors or kill our yeah. even, Having said that they were all doing like really, really long days and putting in the hours and everything. So uh, they were just there for the goal of the film. You know, this is the only way we were able to do it. And it all depended on locations and actors availabilities. And we just didn't have the luxury to be like, oh, we'll just shoot that on a separate day or we'll get 10 of the crew back on that day. We just couldn't money wise afford to pay everyone. And when you're in indie filmmaking, that's what you have to do. And then, I mean, you have to adapt and overcome as you're filming because so many locations fell through and um, people didn't deliver on what they said they were going to do and you have to just go to plan B and plan C and not panic and you know get it done so yeah it was it was crazy um and then we went into the recording studio to record the songs that the band played through the film last week so that was a massive big um piece of the jigsaw that we needed for the edit so uh
1: we're we're looking in good shape now That's amazing dude I'm so I'm so proud like from when you know it was just an idea it was just a concept when we talked to you last year and now the whole thing's done like yeah. what a transition
2: and but now now you'll see it and you'll be like oh fuck yeah that shit <laughs> 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 yeah, I can see what they, they did 32 locations in <laughs> 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 um no yeah no I appreciate that and yeah like when I was talking to you about it before and so many people like always in my life told me not to do it told me it was impossible told me you know even when i was pitching um when it got into the i don't know if it it had gotten in the last time i was talking it got into the dublin screenwriters and festival and part of my prize was to pitch it to five of the big production companies and three of them came back and they loved it and they wanted to come on board but they were like you cannot make a feature film for under a million you cannot do it and I was like, okay, cool. You're gonna give me a million. And they were like, No, you need to go <laughs> to get the funding, get the funding, and then come back, and we'll come on board. And um, so we did go to the funding, and they all told us to fuck off as we expected they would, you know. Um, and that's why so many people then give up, they get disheartened. But there's so many ways and means around it, and you just have to be super clever about how you, you know, raise the money. And and that's the other thing, we're really proud, like everyone got paid and for for a low budget indie film you know we tried to make sure that everybody was looked after as much as possible which is really important process of it you know um, but yeah I just I, the, the footage when we're editing it's so funny on the last day you can just see I'm just like a zombie I'm just like <laughs> completely washed out and I'm in the scene like and then I have to snap into the character but in between the takes I'm just I'm I'm gone you know but oh, yeah
0: <laughs> it was right. so fun <laughs> You're saying this on like 32 locations in a week, no sleep, like location, things falling through, money problems. Did you kind of expect that going in though? Like, it's like, yeah, this is going to be a nightmare, but it's worth it.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely did. But I just didn't realise how, you know, how much. And, I, I, you know, I was under no illusions. And like I said, I mean, the the shoot started off as a, three months shoot I think and then it was like due to the budget it was six weeks and then we were down to oh we will do it in a month I oh, will do it with three weeks you know and it just kept dwindling and dwindling and then we just realized money wise and location wise and everything what we needed to do and yeah there was there was about two or three weeks out where I got what every single indie filmmaker has before their feature where all you want to do is run away You just want to be like, this is too much, you know, I mean, pre-production, we were in pre-production for like a year and the amount of logistics and paperwork and contracts and like, it was all that is just so time consuming. And then you're getting down to the nitty gritty of what you actually need to do. And you start like doing out your call sheets and your location and your insurance. And you're just, you're just like, all I want to do is just like, go hide in my bed, you know? And then you just have to get over yourself and be like, fuck it. Remember why you're doing it. And so many people told you couldn't do it. So that's kind of motivation to be like, no, we're doing this. This has to be done. And it had to be done that way because so many indie features are like, oh, we'll do a Sunday. And then in three weeks time, we'll do two days. And then in four weeks time, we'll do two days. They normally not always, but they normally fall apart pretty quick because, you know, you'll have crew and actors that can't make it back. You'll have continuity issues. You know, it'll just drag on and drag on. I knew that we just needed to get it done. And once we got it done, even if it killed us, we have it, you know, and then we can create the the filament in the edit room. And that's been four months uh, of literally every day in the edit room, trying to get us to where it is now. So
1: Damn, man. I'm looking for, I'm really excited to see it. Like really looking forward yeah. to it. Cause I, I think all this time that you spent on it, I think it's going to be so worth it in the end. Like buzzing for okay. it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to
2: come to the premiere. VIP, of course, you know.
1: Oh, sir. <laughs> I'm in. We're, we're in. We're, we're down. That was it. But was uh, Sorry, Jamie, go on. Go on, you go. I, I was going to say, just,
0: just thinking, like we're talking about this film, for people out there that haven't listened to that original interview we did, with you, first off, why the hell not? But second, what is crust? What is it all about? Let's, let's sell the people on it that, that aren't aware. Yeah, I mean...
2: Dublin Cross is basically, I've been a punk drummer all my life. I played in loads of bands, but one in particular was a band called Mongo Horn, who were um, never famous, but notorious. So we used to sell out every venue, but we also used to get barred from every venue because the singer Eddie is just an absolute lunatic. Um, So it's very loosely based on that band, but it's an accumulation of, of other bands that I was in and just the music scene in general. But the whole point of the film is you don't have to like punk music or even be into music to like it. It's a story of redemption. And basically it's about uh, the band have split up 10 years and we revisit the characters' lives um, to see where they are now. And basically their lives have fallen apart uh, without the band. And I have ended up in prison. I played the drummer Bonehead. I've ended up in prison um, and I'm getting released from prison after five years and I go about trying to reform the band uh, and I do that through Eddie's girlfriend because Eddie absolutely hates my guts because it was completely my fault that the band broke up in the first place. Uh, and then basically my intentions for getting the band aren't entirely clear. So there's, there's loads of subplots going through it. It's, it's a drama primarily, but it is a black comedy. It's quite a dark, you know, comedy. um, and it's about retribution of character and, the band realizing that without music in their lives uh, their lives are just not what they wanted to be, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, and there's loads of stuff that happens and like, it's one of those things where I can't say too much because there, there's loads, loads of stuff happening. And then, you know, there's a particular thing that like builds up in the film and anyone who read the script or, you know, were there, it's, uh, something that you don't see coming and yeah. Uh, it's just because they're the kind of films that I like I like watching, you know. And mm. even this is not being egotistical, but even when we're in the edit room and Emma, we're we're looking at the runtime and you know, talking about cutting stuff, and Emma's like, oh well, we could probably take this bit out. And I'm like, Well, no, not really. And <laughs> no. when 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 it gets to this the, you know the scene. She's like, "Oh, okay, that's why they did that, and that's why they <laughs> did that, and that's why." then I'm like, "Yeah, it fucking is." <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean. It just um, there's loads of intertwining stuff, and if you were to rewatch it, because I like watching films like that, you're like, "You're like, oh, okay, that's why they were doing this or doing that," you know. So. But yeah, it's it's the most personal film I've ever written because it's my world. You know, it's what I understand. It's really it's really natural for me to write it. And then Eddie, the singer of that notorious band, he's playing himself in the movie because when oh you God. see Dublin Crust, there is absolutely no way you can replicate that man. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's just anybody who meets somewhere or anything. And um, he really, really nailed it because obviously, you know, he he's not an actor himself and um, so it was a big risk and it was a big ask you know to ask somebody to you know step up to that level and um, such a scary place to be and um, and what i wanted was the natural the naturalness of it you know there's nothing worse than if he's trying to start to act you know but like honestly he just nailed it and andy the guitar player of that band he plays himself in it and then joe rooney uh, who was father Damon and father ted he plays the bass player so he's he, and he's just incredible as well. So I was just really, really blessed um, with how it turned out as regards to the band, and it was the right decision not to try and get an actor to try and replicate
1: Eddie himself. You know, yeah, smart moves. But so, Buzz, what actually did you do? So you directed, yeah, yeah. You starred in it, <laughs> yeah. You wrote it. What else did you do? You played the music in it. Yeah, you drum- drummed. Yeah. What else did you do in that fu- in that film? Um, I mean, like
2: I had. Well, I had uh, Nicole and Emma were my two ads, so they were incredible as regards as all the other stuff that needed to be going on. And then I needed to trust somebody that when I was in the scenes, because it's so hard to be the director when you're in the scene as well. So, yeah. Um, really needs to rely on them and then Aiden and Andrew who were the gaffer and the DP they were incredible as well they were just like inside my mind of what needed to to go on and happen but then I like you know you're like the director on the film and all that I, I was still loading up cars at five in the morning and like you know transporting stuff and picking up people and you know it's there's no airs and graces when it gets to that stuff you know you can't just sit back and just let expect everyone else to just do the work when you're on such a a tight budget and you yeah, know, that, that kind of environment and set. Um, so yeah, I was kind of like jack of all trades as well, and um, trying to get it all done and then handling all the logistics and all that kind of stuff. Um, we had one major disappointment where we had uh, an amazing location of a, a a car sales room, like a proper car sales room, all glass, amazing. The deal had all been done. They were going to meet us at two o'clock on the Sunday, so showed up with. 30 cast and all our crew all waiting no sign of them ringing them emailing them where are you where are you where are you three o'clock so we'd already lost an hour no sign of them and then it's like okay they're not coming plan b you know and luckily my brother owns a, a print shop close enough and i was like let's just get the keys let's go to a shop we can make it work you know and then we had to go and like just recreate everything but things like that it's just really really you know, soul destroying when somebody has promised you to be there and you're this amazing location. And it's not like, oh, well, we'll come back next week and fill in it. You know, there is no next week. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the resources for that. So, yeah. And there was bumps along the way and then fighting the elements as regards weather and, you know, just logistics and all that. But like I said, we 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 got through it and we got what we needed, which is the
1: most important thing. Excellent. I'm so fucking proud of you, dude. It's going to be great. So
0: awesome. It's going to be so great. The question is, would you do it again?
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you asked me that two months ago, I'd be like, not a chance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but And then, like, even inspiration-wise and motivation-wise, I was just completely spent. Like, I just had nothing. And then this is what always happens to me then. I was just watching a movie and suddenly this concept for a film came into my head, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but it's going to be the lazy man's feature, I think, as regards, it's going to be, like, five actors, one location. <laughs> 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 um, and, yeah, cop out that way. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But It's, gonna, um,
0: it's just going to be the Irish clerks, one shop, four yeah, people,
2: done. <laughs> <laughs> but as regards what we did and the way we did it and everything no i don't think i could ever ever do that again uh, unless we had proper fun and the money and the luxury mm-hmm. of time but no i don't think so i think that's one and done for that kind of <laughs> <laughs>
1: i can imagine sending the message here and be like guys round two
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm switching off. We keep joking, actually. Uh, me, Andrew, and uh, Aiden, the gaffer, and the AD, I keep joking with them, going, Dublin Cross 2. <laughs> 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 we off, and they're like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, I just can't wait till we're sitting in that premiere screening and, and everybody who was there and involved gets to see and to sh- to show them that it was worth their efforts as ball breaking as it probably was for everybody Um, yeah I just hope they'll be proud of what they're a part of you know and and as well and I think I said this the last time I want to fucking show the people who said no and who turned it down mm. and you know I, I like they obviously won't be at the premiere but I just hope <laughs> it does what it needs to do, um, and we have a letter of intent from a big distribution company already, which is, you know, that's really pretty, pretty hard. And um, so we just need to deliver what we have promised to them um, to get it out there into the world, you know. So it, it's exciting. This is the exciting part now, where we can kind of, you know, <laughs> work towards what what we need it to be. and um, But we still have a long road to go as regards to the editing and everything that needs to be done. But it's it's
1: filmed. It's done. It's you know, it's just the. Uh... Yeah. right now we can sit back now I can actually have have sleep and we can deal with it bit by bit by bit bit, we by like, bit. Yeah. yeah yeah we, we did
2: one um, pickup scene uh, we did two pickup scenes actually um of stuff that we just needed to get it was like extra footage um and then we possibly might just need one more pickup scene and then uh, I got all the drone footage done last week um and then we just have like establishing shots uh to go out and film so just like the venues that we were filming in just to get like you know the outside of that building mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um but yeah it's we can we can take it at our leisure but at the same time I'm still pushing for November for the premiere with view to a release then in the first quarter of next year. So that's Amazing. my that's my uh, my goal. It's it's optimistic but you know <laughs> that's what I'm like. I've no patience. That's my problem. <laughs> You know, and even in the edit room, I'm the worst because like Emma's editing and I have no patience. So I'm like, just put that there. I put that there. She's like, that's not how editing works. <laughs> I just do it. So I don't know how we haven't divorced yet. There's been many, many fights, and it's completely me. I'm I'm the worst <laughs> <Just> patience. <laughs> I get shit done. I do get shit done because I've no patience.
0: I wonder she likes getting me seen, seeing you get killed in films. So I'm just going to put, I'm just going to load that on my phone when it pisses me off. <laughs> We've got to the root of that one, yeah. <laughs> so we were saying you've been like ridiculously busy. I was looking for your socials and IMDb, looking at the amount of projects you've worked on since we last spoke. I think I counted 12 at least, and that doesn't even include Dublin Crust. But I also saw you've been signed to a few management companies as well. So has that helped you get all this work to be so busy or is this just you going out there and pushing, 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 pushing?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And, you know, that's uh, that's the actor's life. And anybody who doesn't think that it's so funny when I talk to actors and they're like, oh, I don't have an agent. That's why I'm not getting any work." That's bullshit. Because, I mean, I'd say 70 percent. Is networking, building your own work, building your connections, getting asked back onto projects and stuff like that, and then your agents come in when it's the bigger stuff, you know. Um. So I'm lucky; I have an Irish agent who's amazing. I have an amazing English agent, and then it was actually through Kin, uh, season one, INBD, because Kin is actually number two network show in America at the moment, like season one, wow. which is incredible. So, um, and I. I am just back on season two. So, you know, getting back onto that is, is amazing. But the American uh, manager, that's where he found me and he reached out to me directly and we had a meeting and he signed me, which, you know, getting an American connection like that is, is awesome. And so what he's doing is he's lining up loads of meetings for me with the intention to go out to LA and just, you know, start meeting these producers and casting directors and trying to, you know, get get in there it's such a tough tough business out there as you can imagine um but yeah as uh, it's it's that and it's making connections with with directors and other actors and stuff like that and just not being an asshole on set like seriously i just can't even explain enough you know how that will get you work it's such a small industry your name's just going to crop up so many, so many times. It's all recommendations and stuff like that. So it's, it's a combination and that takes years and years and years of work. And again, if you're talking to somebody and they're like disheartened after a year of trying to be an actor, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a 20 year progress, you know? And that's what I, that's what I meant of, it feels like all that work is just kind of finally just starting to pay off a little bit this year, you know?
0: at all it's it's nuts like i say like 12 things in a year like it's insane (laughs) (laughs) was this your decision to sign to management or did they approach you
2: so yeah they they approached me the american one just reached out to me um and then we had a i think it was a three hour meeting initially um and yeah just signed there and then and has been like working really hard behind the scenes so yeah that's amazing and the regards yeah the projects i mean so many of them had gone away because of covid so they were coming back and um, a lot of them are directors that i've worked with on other projects before um and yeah i did get to a stage there where there was like so much going on and i had to like compartmentalize my brain as to what i was doing that week and um, I was doing a theatre show, um, Luke Corcoran's new play, like last week, and that was amazing then to go from theatre and then back onto screen. I was back on Kin then two days later. So um, getting, you know, the, the best of all the worlds coming around. Um, and then I did freak out. I was on a, a film down in, in Wicklow in Ireland Uh, that week and we wrapped at like uh, 11 p.m. or something on the Sunday night and then I was back on kin at 6 a.m. the next morning and I literally had to like I literally physically had to get that script and like place it in the bin just for my own brain just to be like okay that script is done and now I need to switch over a gear and that was the first time ever as an actor where it was literally like an overnight thing where I had to go from one character straight into another character and try and you know reach where you needed to be so i definitely freaked out a little bit with that i'm not gonna lie
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was gonna ask about though because obviously you've done all these different projects you're going from project. To pro- your memory to remember all these lines must be insane especially along doing all the doubling cross stuff at the same time
2: yeah well like that's one thing that i struggled with was line learning um and because like i've really bad anxiety on that kind of stuff and the lines would terrify me and it was when I was in um, Bow Street Acting Academy and Jerry Grenell and he's worked with Heat Ledger uh, on Joker he was his acting coach and Robert De Niro so I was like blessed to you know get and um, teaching from him and one of the things he said that really resonated with me was he was like just always remember uh, the script doesn't own you you own the script and Basically, it's taken the power away from the script, because if you're like, if that has the power over you and you're like, shit, I need to I need to learn these. I need to learn these, I need to learn these. um, you're you're retraining your brain to be like, you can read it and you can be like, I already know this. Like I own this script, like the words are there, but this is fine. Like this is, you know, so I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but in my head it just took the power of the script away and it gave you the power, you know? Um, but yeah, it really like, and my anxiety gone from that to the, to Kin, like I was a fucking mess and I was really annoyed at myself because I promised myself uh, I wouldn't get like that again. Um, because I'd been like that on into the Badlands and stuff that I had done years ago. Um, um, And yeah, it was like it was a big scene that I was going into, and I had only gotten the script for Kin on the Wednesday, and then I was working on that film to be there on Monday, and I was leading the scene, you know. So I was leading the dialogue, and there was a lot of you know conversational stuff going on. So yeah, it really it's tough. It is really tough, and I did find it really tough. And but then once I did the first take, I was fine, you know. I was like, that's why I was so annoyed. I was like. I shouldn't have let myself you know because I didn't enjoy the other film as much as I should have and I honestly I don't think it affected my performance on that film but as regards to the social side of it I was very quiet I was very reserved because any minute I had I was learning the kin script and trying to keep the other script in my head as well you know mm and so and i said as a director afterwards then i was just i explained i was like listen and i was just a bit freaked out you know i had so much going on in my head but it's just a learning curve Um, as an actor you know especially when you're on these high network you know time is money there's no luxury um of being like oh can i just do that again or you know what i mean and it's like there's like a hundred casts and if you mess up you're wasting their time um and you're working with like seasoned actors and so the pressure is really really on, um. So but yeah, we got we got through it and it's fine in the end. I was just annoyed at
1: myself a little bit with that. I suppose you're gonna get you'll get moments that like, oh, they won't you? It's, you you can't be on your A game all the time. Yeah. So I mean, did you ad lip at any point? Did you just go uh and then you're like uh and it's just like other words came out instead.
2: No, and you can't do that on those shows, which is the scarier thing, because it is literally word for word for word. And the reason for that is that they do the subtitles for all the territories and they literally follow the script word for word. So if you're saying a different word, then they have to pay somebody to go change that word subtitle. So. And I knew that from season <laughs> one, like, you know, you literally have a script supervisor and it's like, but, but, but. I remember there was a line um, on the first season and it was like, uh, I mean, with any of your lot. Right. I mean, with any of your lot was the line. And in a Dublin accent, which I'm doing in that Dublin people will always go, no, nah, I mean, with any of your lot. And they always say, "Nah, I mean, with any of your lot, which is no, I mean, with any of your lot, but they say "Nah." And so I was in like, no, I mean, you're and she's like, oh, sorry, Ed, there's actually no, no. Really <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> um, trying to make an authentic. woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so that that adds to the pressure. And that was, you know, in my head as well. And then, I mean, on the other film, I mean, I had pages and pages and pages and pages of dialogue. And because I've OCD, I literally didn't miss a word. And I wasn't worried about it. I, I knew I knew it. I wasn't like overthinking. it it was fine. And then you go to the big network show, and you know it's worth work, and you just start getting in your head of like, you know, this kind of robotic naturalism of it. But yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all learning. Um, and then when you do something that's that high pressure, uh, it makes everything else seem so much easier. Like honestly, you know, you, you used to be scared about the other the other things, and then when you've done something like that, you're just like, oh, the other things are fine, they're easy, you know. Yeah. And you sorry, you said with Dublin crust there. And um, I swear to God, like I was so busy and we were going through scenes and everything like that. I remember on um, one of the Friday nights, I think it was. And I was like, you know, checking. All right, what we're doing for tomorrow, what we're doing for tomorrow. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I have like six pages of dialogue tomorrow. And I wrote it. But it doesn't mean I know it. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I have to learn my own words, you know. And because if, you, if you're not getting them right, then you're throwing your other actors off for their cues and stuff like that. So you can't just go making it up, you know so yeah and um, just because you're right it doesn't mean you know it is it's definitely one bit of advice i'd give you it's
0: a shame you're not be like yeah i've just decided to make an edit to the script it's, it's yeah, yeah. fully professional i know what i'm doing i am the director and the writer yeah it's like, pure I'm just, pure like, improv yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what the whole plan the whole time
2: yeah exactly and then uh, continuity uh, for an actor as well is massive and you know i kind of always had that kind of understanding but I was um, I did Samuel L. Jackson's masterclass there a few weeks ago. And because I was editing crust, like everything he said just made so much sense. He was saying that he's had editors come up to him at award shows to shake his hand um, to thank him for making their jobs so much easier. Because he says, like, if he says I go to that door uh, on a wide, on a close, on a two shot and he picks up. A bottle, or he picks up a glass on that word. Every take, he will do the exact same thing. It doesn't matter, you know, if he's like in the moment, he's in this and that, he will do the exact same thing. And he's like, That's your job as an actor, and editing uh has given me such a perspective and an insight into that because he was saying as well he's like you know an actor will be on their close-up they're after doing their wide shots and all that kind of stuff now now it's just their face they're just on their close up So the, the actor's thinking well there's no need for me to pick up the glass why would i pick up the glass it's just on my face and then he's like well what happens to your shoulder when you move what happens to your you know your your natural reaction and when you're in the edit room That becomes so clear. Any little minuscule movement that doesn't match stands out like a sore tongue. Um, And it's such a a lesson for me as an actor. So from Dublin Crust and then obviously just listening to Samuel L. Jackson and stuff, uh, I'm just going to make sure that every single time I do the exact same thing. And it's like, do not give them a reason to cut away from you. And we've had to do it so many times in Dublin Cross where we're cutting away from actors. And you can be doing the best performance of your life. You can be crying. You can be like Oscar nominated shit. And if your continuity doesn't match up, there's no way that we can edit you into the scene. We're going to cut away from you to the other actor. And Samuel L. Jackson's like, never give them an excuse. He was like, always be on your point and you will get more screen time. And I was like, that's just amazing advice. you know.
0: That's awesome. I love that.
2: Yeah, I like it as well. um But yeah, so being behind on the editing side as an actor, it's just invaluable. Just learning, learning these kind of things to not give them a, an opportunity to to cut away from you. You know,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. But well, we've we've referenced it. We've gone around the bush about it. We probably should talk about Kin, the AMC series of Charlie Cox that you were in season one, and now going to be in season two. I'll be completely honest hand on heart I haven't watched it yet but I did watch the trailer and I am going to go watch it because it looks fucking amazing. I'm a bit annoyed in myself that I haven't already watched it cuz like this is incredible. Why have I not watched this? But for those unaware what what's the show about? Um
2: so yeah it is like it is honestly incredible. Peter McKenna um wrote it with Kieran Donnelly and the script is incredible. The way it's shot um, as regards cinematography, it's just so so, and it won so many awards for how it's shot. It's like absolutely beautiful, and the the actors and the standard of it is amazing. And um, so yeah, it's basically your your gangster film, two rival gangsters, um, and one's a core family, um, that are being outweighed by the bigger the bigger drug dealer and uh, trying to push them out, and then kin you know family. So it's about family. And blood being thicker than water, sticking together, and fighting against the the bigger the bigger drug dealers trying to push them out of their territory. Um, but there's loads of obviously, you know, that's just a general synopsis. There's loads of story, and it's a real character driven. You know, you actually care what's happening to these people and yes they're drug dealers but if you can make people care about even drug dealers you know you're you know you're doing a good job and but yeah just just amazing amazing actors and really cool storyline so uh, i was just delighted to be to be asked back
0: and who is it you play in the show uh
2: jed delaney is is my name um and yeah you were saying you haven't watched it and it's like i said it's it's number two in america and it's huge in ireland uh it's doing really well in North America and all over the place, but they haven't yet done a UK deal. And um, so I'm hoping now mm-hmm. they will. And then, you know, the UK will get to experience it because any of my UK friends haven't seen it or stuff like that, you know. So hopefully you will. Um, so, yeah, I play Jed Delaney. And basically in the first season, um, I am the one that's supplying um, the, the family. So the kinslers I'm supplying the drugs to them. And then Amon Cunningham, who is the the big bad boss, he basically is threatening me to say that if I am dealing with the Kinslers or anybody is dealing with the Kinslers, um, he's we're going to be wiped out, you know. So I'm kind of caught in the middle of, of between the two of them, and um, so then season two then just kind of carries on that that story. Obviously, I can't say, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what's happening or any of that kind of stuff, but um, uh, yeah, like I said, just and then peter mckenna again with this with this script it's just going to blow people away yeah it's uh it's really really good series hopefully right. we'll get it soon yeah. i really I hope we we'll get it because it, yeah.
0: it looks amazing but how did you get the part was it just classic audition or did you approach
2: yeah it was um louise kiley uh, is a massive and director um, and she's she's gone global. Like she's an Irish casting director. She um, casts normal people and all these massive, massive big shows. Um, but I did. I actually auditioned for I think two other characters for Kin. and then Jed was the the third one. And uh, yeah, it was just your 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 classic audition. And um, there was months. Then I did. I didn't hear anything. I just presumed didn't get anything. And then I got the call um, for it, so yeah, I was delighted. And like I said, yeah, just to be asked back then for season two, um, which is a first in my acting career to get a season two on anything. Uh, It's, yeah, really it's a
0: proud moment. (laughs) He's not been killed off yet. (laughs) 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 But I was watching the trailer and the question on, I imagine everyone's mind, as an outsider, I thought it was pretty good, but I'm not on the inside, and I need to ask you this question. Charlie Cox's Irish accent, yay or nay?
2: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so hard, like, you know, um, because they, they sometimes they'll go, like, the diddly eye, you know, top of the morning to you, <laughs> that's, you know, or far and away, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, no, he really, he really, really nailed it. Like, um, it's really authentic, and uh, every Irish person was like, yeah, that's one of the better and uh, Irish accent really understated and got all the Dublin kind of tones to it so yeah he did did a brilliant job um and and Kieran Hines who was born in Northern Ireland but then moved to the UK and he has quite an RP UK accent which I was really surprised about when I was working with him because he's doing a Dublin accent in Cain and his accent is phenomenal as well it's like really really good so <laughs> Yeah, across the board, it was a good job, it was a good job.
0: <laughs> it's got to be quite terrifying to go into Dublin and to do their accent, but not be on natural accent and not offend everyone.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I was thinking that, yeah, the, the pressure <laughs> of doing that. And it, and it's kind of a known thing where the Irish accent, not many people get it right, you know. They have an idea of what the Irish accent is, but they just don't execute it, you know. It's the same with any territory or country or whatever you're watching somebody from your territory that's not from there and you'll be like ah no that's not how we say that you know (laughs) (laughs) you can't help yourself but um but charlie did he did a great job and so did
0: kieran hines i sort of feel like the irish accent and the scouse accent it's like there's that line where you're either taking the piss or you're doing a good job yeah yeah. it's getting that line (laughs) yeah it's a hard line to get as well (laughs)
1: Tom, I felt like I cut you off, then. So I was giving you. Um, no, you're good. I was going to change the subject, so I was waiting to see. Was, <laughs> so that's why. Was... Um, so Baz, right? Let's start from the beginning, shall we? All these things you've been in the last year. So you mentioned—is uh, it Pulcinella? Yeah. What what what's what's this all about? How did how did this all come about? Then I'm going to go through the list of the things you've been in. If that's okay with you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um. Pulsanella was one of those right place, right time kind of things because I signed with my UK, my new UK agent. And I think three days later or two days later, she got me this part. Oh, God. And I was like, I was like, this is the right agent to sign with. And basically what it was, somebody um, got COVID and dropped out and she had been, um, she had cast a few of her actors uh, to Danny. And then Danny came to her and said, listen, got covid dropped out who have you got for me and then she was like well i'm after signing this guy he you know his look is a little bit might not be what you're thinking for and all that and then danny was saying uh he sent her my my link and he was like 100 percent, yeah i love it he's in you know so that's how that happened so three days later i was like packing my bags to go <laughs> work on a feature film which is amazing um and then getting to work with danny and allison the producer is honestly one of the like best sets most fun sets I've had and I really um got to had loads of emotions with the character Uh, basically I'm playing the older brother of like the protagonist like the main kid in it. it's kind of like a coming of age um film and I'm I'm raising my brother and parents are nowhere to be seen and there's loads and loads of intertwining stuff that goes on but I got to play with um a, a wide range of emotions with it so uh, it's primarily a drama, but it is, there's funny stuff in it as well. So yeah, it was honestly one of the best experiences. So I can't wait to see that
1: now. Yeah, same. And also they've invited you back, haven't they, for another movie? You mentioned it earlier.
2: Yeah. So that's what I mean about making these connections. I've actually, I'm signed up for his his, his next movie as well. So that's true. Oh. So um, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> them out of the park. Um, so yeah, just like if you can make a connection with someone like that and they keep asking you back and you have a rapport with them, that's the key in this game. So, yeah, I can't, I can't
1: wait now to work on those two. No, I'll bet. Especially Malta and potentially New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, happy days. Magnifique. <laughs> um, I saw another post, but it Divided. Yeah. I've not heard anything. As, what, is this a movie? Is this a short? What is this?
2: That's a feature film movie, um, but that hasn't happened yet okay and um, so that's kind of been delayed and stuff like that but there's another one called dredges that i did two years ago and they are literally just after signing a massive um distribution deal so you could be seeing it on a certain uh streaming site very soon ah. one of the big ones Um. so yeah that's like a gangster film but that's that's amazing and um, rob and pat are the two guys behind that so it's really exciting that 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 one's going to be coming out um right go on what's the next one
1: (laughs) uh through these eyes
2: yeah that was a short film and one of the ones where i get to play a dad in it and it's quite a sweet little short um and the little girl who is the director and writer's real daughter um is in it and it's quite a sweet one and then like a big thing happens in it which i can't
1: say and yeah uh, that's fine yeah yeah that was a fun one Excellent. Let's keep it. The other one I had left was the North Side Story.
2: Oh, you pronounced
1: it right. Well
2: done.
0: <laughs> I got you. Don't uh, you worry.
1: So yeah, story spelled with a H
2: because that's how Dublin people say Story. What's the
0: story <laughs> I wondered why there was a H in there. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and um, so only Irish people get that but you know uh, so yeah they had the premiere of that in a sold out uh, lighthouse cinema um, which is the big one in Dublin and um, we did the premiere about three weeks ago Um, and the lads did an amazing job on that film I don't know how they did it I don't know how they got it done so fast and it's like it is a mockumentary and it's it's about like just this scumbag from dublin uh, and a documentary crew are following him around and he wants to be a rapper and (laughs) uh, so it's it's got nods to you know the office or any kind of mockumentary that's come before it and but it's very very funny and they did an amazing job and actually peter mckenna from the writer from kin he came to the premiere uh, which was amazing, and then I got to chat with him and stuff like that. So they, yeah, they did amazing, and we're hoping that that's going to get a, a big distribution as well.
1: Sweet man, I'm I'm just so happy for you after the whole COVID stuff. And obviously, everything was starting to dry out. You've now you're just unstoppable now. Well, I wouldn't say that,
2: but you know, it's always it's always a grind, and it's not like the phone is ringing every day either. You know, I'm still slogging away. Actually, this is like. <laughs> Uh, it's quite embarrassing, but at the same time, so I got this commercial audition and it was an in-person audition and it was in Dublin. And when I showed up, there was the usual, there was like 20, 25 people already waiting there. And um, it was a commercial actually for a, a very well-known Irish MMA star. I'm sure you oh can Oh God! That. Okay. <laughs> but um, I won't say any names, but yeah, when I showed up, there was uh people there that uh i had worked in films with a few people and then there was people that were auditioning for i can't say too much but they were auditioning for a character in kin that had something to do with me so they were coming up to me so i didn't know these people but they knew that i was jed delaney and they were like you know coming up and talking to me but one of the guys who i'd worked with this is the point of the story he was like Jesus, Baz, I didn't think you'd still be auditioning for like these kind of things, like, you know. And I was like, <laughs> I am fighting for the scraps like everybody else. You know, you can make social media look like it's all rosy and you're going to Hollywood and everything like that. But behind the scenes, you know, just and he's, you know, he said it in front of everyone. I was like, oh my God, kill me. Like, I was, like, oh, <laughs> like, of course I'm still auditioning. And it hasn't gotten anywhere near that level, you know. and um, so yeah you can make things look like it's amazing but i will say that this has been probably the best year of my acting career i still have loads of stuff and um, that's going ahead i mean that film on caged uh i was talking about maybe yeah. in the first time i talked to you mm-hmm. and that's finally going ahead in october and um, i did a really good short um called it's good to talk and that was like um the most therapeutic part that i've ever played and um, so that'll be coming out soon as well it was a really really cool one. and that one that i was doing that i was saying before kin that's called the last laugh and that's like honestly one of the best scripts i've ever read as well so yeah it's been a really good year and there's loads of stuff that's coming out um
1: but like i said the phone isn't ringing every day or anything like that you know but. Right. You're still smashing out the pie, doesn't need to be ringing every day, Buzz. You told us earlier that you went from one scene literally to the next movie, like the day after, or TV yeah, scissors. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you definitely felt, like, felt, like felt like a real actor for like, <laughs> <Yeah. you know?
2: laughs> I mean, I, I can't yeah. believe you
0: haven't mentioned playing the tattoo shop owner in the Nan movie with Catherine Tate myself. Oh,
2: yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a bit of a story behind that, but I don't think <laughs> I can say it. No, oh I don't, don't do that to us <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, yeah no um, what can I say that was meant to be something bigger and it turned into something less than I thought ah okay for, for yeah for certain reasons and stuff like that but yeah I can't actually say but anyway yeah <laughs> the,
0: it just the made me laugh I was going through I was going through I'm all this like really like amazing thing and it's like the Nan movie <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um it was it was a fun experience and it was great meeting Catherine Tate. Um you know you go. but yeah it was just meant to be be a bigger thing. Um oh there was another feature film I did called uh suit hung tied tongue. I hope I got that right because I always get that wrong.
0: You did, um, I wrote it down.
2: Too. Oh, you wrote it down, yeah. Uh so, so I was behind that. And um yeah, that's something that is like so original. And it's such a statement on our society at the moment, and the way it's shot is really gonna um, push buttons. And I love that about him; that that's what he wants to do. You know, it's 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 a statement on how our society is about government control, and you know what Ooh. happens if the government lose control and stuff like that. And it's all very stylized, and so that's that's gonna be. I was I was delighted to be a part of that. I can't wait to see that one.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to just what you just said.
2: Yeah, so it's just like anarchy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything but against but the
0: government, Tom's <laughs> <anything like laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but then like he did it really well because he he takes it from both sides. So it's not just all anti-government and you know, we want to kill we want to kill the people who are representing authority, because then it's like, well, those people who represent authority, yeah, you may not agree, but they still have families and children who love them. And you're attacking them. So what, what is the knock-on effect of their personal lives? You know? So it's really interesting. And I, I like that about it because he was like, it'd be so easy just to be pure, you know, anarchy against the government. But he's like, he wanted to explore the other side a little bit as well. So yeah, I think it's going
1: to be really interesting. And that is really interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, one question I really wanted to ask you, Baz, was why did you go blonde? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow it for a role?
2: that's a question no I'd love I'd love to say it was like um to be cool but uh no I mean I had my hair every color growing up that you could name I was pure punk you know I got expelled from school and kicked out of school because I you know I used to always do it but this has been honest without like oversharing or whatever I was going through a really really bad like mental health like really took a dip Uh, which, which I do, you know, every now and again, not as often as I used to, which is amazing. And, but yeah, I really was just going through like a shit time. And I was like, you know, what, I just need a change. I just need to do it. It was nothing out of vanity. It was nothing like that. I was just, I just needed to do something. And that's what I, you know, I settled on doing, but then the usual, you know, I did it put up social media posts, obviously asking for it. And then, you know, nobody knows that that's the reason why I'm doing it for it. And then of course, all the abuse and the slag, oh. and the you know, the thing. And it's like, okay, cool. I can take a slag and it's fine or whatever. But then, you know, all the hate started coming through and you're like, it's just, yeah, it's back to square one, but that, that's the reason for it. So what a, what a strange question to ask, but there you go. You got do, it. Do, you know, <laughs> do you know
1: what? It gave me a real lost boys feel
2: yeah yeah because i did it for a lost boy shoot years ago actually i did a photo shoot Oh, okay um and i'd done it years and years ago but i was actually only saying to um my my mother there recently that she didn't know this but me and all my friends we used to bleach our hair with parazon with bleach has anybody done this or heard about this dude (laughs) what yeah why well that that was that was how we thought we bleached hair i don't fucking know and we our heads used to be on fire but it worked was
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, It's white <laughs>
2: it worked, yeah it was literally white like yeah yeah oh dude so, yeah we used to do that as teenagers all the time yeah crazy
1: shit fuck me
2: so there you go you got an interesting answer out of your Weird
1: I, I like I like weird questions though because obviously well, it's like oh acting movies acting movies then yeah. obviously I just, I asked a rapper once I don't know if, uh, a while back why they sing their own names in songs and he went oh uh, 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 I, I don't know <laughs> I just it's always good just to throw someone off every now and again with the right you know because no one sees it coming Baz that's why you see there you so. go.
2: and and you got a, a kind of a deep answer that, yeah. like, well, that was the reason.
1: And I'm sorry you went through that. That's really shit. And you always know where I am, so... I do,
2: I do. And I appreciate that. But, um, yeah, it was just one of those things. Just did it. And then, um, I, yeah, I... Oh, yeah, then I had a a movie role coming up. And I had to... Oh, no, do you know what it was? It was Dublin Crust was
1: coming up. That's probably why I was... (laughs) <laughs> you what? 39 <laughs> locations in a week. Uh, oh wait, 32, sorry. Like, oh my god. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the reason. Uh, so I have to
2: die back for that um, because I was like i was like oh well, it's kind of punk you know it'd be kind of cool and then my, my wife was like yeah and you've been in prison for five years <laughs> You're coming out with this fucking <laughs> sandy silver
0: <laughs> mountain jew fucking yes drive. it's okay <laughs> you oh, yeah. just you just found the bleach they used to clean yeah, the prison the toilets that's all it has. <laughs> yeah that could have worked i
2: should have i should have written that in <laughs> get a product placement from parazone <laughs>
0: So, before we start wrapping up, because it is getting on now, I just wonder how is the piercing and the band Prodigy Sons going? Are they, are they still doing all that or has it been on the back burner because you've had such a busy year?
2: Yeah, so like piercing is kind of the bread and butter, and I do it when I need to make some cash. Um, I like, I still enjoy it, obviously. But just being so busy, and that's the reason why I closed the shops and moved away from the Pearson was for the acting and the music and stuff. So um I'm happy about that. And then it's great that I can just book a guest spot and I'm lucky that it it normally always books out. I can go do my stuff and then I can fuck off again, you know. So um it's it's not as often as it was, but yeah, I do a little bit of that. And then music wise, so um I left the prodigy band and okay. um, so yeah it's all on good terms and mutual terms and all that kind of stuff but um it was just something that needed to be done and um, and then i um i have a side project with the singer of amongst the wolves who are on hiatus and um, so we went into the studio and recorded a few songs we're actually going to be doing a video for um one of the songs and release it as a single really soon it's kind of um a little bit more like has a bit of electronics going on with it and a little bit more kind of Queens of the Stone Age kind of, it's just, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like a cool little side project that we wanted to do. And then obviously just uh, writing the songs for Dublin crust and going in and recording them. It was great being back in the studio and stuff like that. So I'm still tipping away at that side of things, but yeah, just with the film inside, it's just been so busy. And then any minute we have, we're in the edit room, you know, trying to plug out as much as we
0: can. Love it. Um. So now you've hit that goal of making your first feature film. What other goals do you have in mind now that you want to achieve going forward? What's the, what's the next target?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's always targets. <laughs> my my mind never stops, which is the the hard bit. But I suppose um my next thing is I do want to get over to London. Um, you know, I I want to build. Build on the career and get over to London. And like I would love to get on, you know, a BBC as a regular, you know, show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that progress on to LA is, you know, obviously the the actors' goal of getting over there, which I know is no easy task. So um they would be the the long-term goals on the acting side of things. Um, and then like the production company. We're, we're still going and um, my emma my wife she's written uh, a few scripts and stuff like that so we might have a a look at them and you know go on to develop them and stuff like that Um, and then like i said of, of me doing another feature film it'll be a while before i even contemplate <laughs> writing a script or anything like that but i do have a concept and i like the concept of it so we can kind of get the ball rolling with that you know but like yeah as regards to that I, I did get burnout from doing the film absolutely like um because I'd normally be so driven and onto the next thing and all that but I was just absolutely brain dead um after it so it kind of knocked me a little bit and I'm only kind of getting back a little bit of inspiration back slowly now so but all the concentration is on the edit I. Uh, Which is good because I'm definitely like ADD and I'm all over the place. But my focus is really getting that edit done. And that's good for me because it shows that I'm like, you know, passionate and really, really want to put my concentration into it. So I'm trying not to let too many outside things influence that at the moment because I know I'm away now for two months filming on that feature. So I want to get as much done before I have to go. I started prep on that script today, actually. And it, actually, I have it here. Uh, it is a beast.
1: Oh! Of- oh. I'm Chunky like, boy.
2: It's, uh, it's a beast. And I'm on, like, literally nearly every page, which is great. But the dialogue is, like, 1900s. It's very dialogue heavy. It's, like, a massive challenge, which is amazing. But at the same time, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, that's
1: pretty much it. Yeah, I'm looking incredible. forward to uh, hearing you try and spare. Thou dost compare to thine. Uh, <laughs> there you
2: go. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that. And there's a few names attached to that one who I can't say. But if um, I get to work with them, it would just be incredible. So yeah. I'll take you guys to all the premieres.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but of course, if you get your feature out as well, that also should open more doors because people go, "Look what you can do! Look what you can fucking do!"
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully, that will be the fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, fingers absolutely. crossed. That'll be the the goal. And like I said, um, just showing people, yeah, like you said, what you can do, or the ones that didn't believe in it or didn't think you could do it, just be like, well, just- yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah right over here what i couldn't do this here yeah this, this, yeah. this on this big fucking screen yeah i couldn't, couldn't do it apparently that's the one yeah, yeah. can you can you hear me <laughs> <laughs>
0: but but what i absolutely love though baz and i think i said this the first time we spoke to you, is like you're so inspirational because you've set all these goals in your mind and you just knock them all out 12 13 projects in a year as well as making a movie and signing up all these other things and recording music and editing and doing everything like last time I believe I said you were practically a juggler because the amount of things you could do and you're still smashing it a year on and it's incredible to see where you've come in that 12 12 months it's if I had a hat a ticket but I'll, oh well I'll tip, i take my <laughs> headphones you, you
2: know it's I phenomenal it. yeah i do appreciate it and, and it is a lot of hard work um but there's so many people that will just talk and talk and talk about doing stuff and they it's my it's just because i don't have the patience they drive me crazy you know let just talk about it and talk about it and i'm just one of those people that's just proactive and i'm like no let's just get it done and and you can go A to B whereas some people go to A and they have a look at D and then they have a look at F and the, you know, all that faffing about that's not needed. It's just like, this is what you need to do Um, make the connections, but don't do them on a false pretense. I can't stand that. Uh, the amount of people that have come out of the woodwork trying to, call in favors from me because they see that i'm doing this project or i'm on this and stuff like that and they're the very ones that had no interest in you when you were you know trying to make something and there's there's all these kind of people, and then like just don't be an asshole uh in general in life or whatever but especially in the industry don't be an asshole um and you will get asked back on the projects. That's what this whole game is about. And then if you set goals and targets, just try your best to do anything and don't listen to people telling you. Like I keep saying it, but same with the Dublin Crust, you know, can't be done. Can't be you can't do that. You can what you can't do that on that budget. Oh, you won't be able to get that actor. Oh, you what are you gonna do for locations? Oh, you won't be able to do this, you won't be able to do that. And if you listen to them, you would do absolutely nothing. So just stay your own path and show the world what you can do. It's best advice you can give. Stunning.
0: Love it. Mr. Stevens, any more questions for our wonderful guest?
1: Um, I mean, the one I usually ask, I can't really ask it because I asked you last time, but I suppose in this last year, did you ever think you'd have done as many projects, as many movies as you have done? Did you ever think that phone was going to ring that many times? No, like I really didn't. And uh, there were so many
2: disappointments of stuff going away during COVID. I don't know if I told you guys, but I can tell you now, I booked an Audi commercial for twenty eight thousand euro, and it was filming in Portugal for a week, all expenses paid. Myself and my agent at the time were like, "Fucking hell, happy days! This is like the golden ticket we've needed." And it was during COVID, and then they were like, "Oh, we're just pushing it to next month," and then we're pushing it to next month, and then we're pushing it to next month, and then, it month, and then it just went away. No, and, yeah, never happened. So you know, there was so much of that, so many things moved, so many disappointments. Um, And then you're skeptical whether these things are going to come back or, you know, how soon they're going to come back. And so just to be doing anything after that, as an artist, you're just, you know, grasping at whatever can come true. Um, And there's still the disappointments, there's still projects that you, you know, are attached to and they're not happening. And so that's always going to happen. But I didn't think I'd be this busy. And it's just, a credit like to the people who are asking me and, and putting me in roles that, you know, they're breaking down the boundaries and the, and I'll work for anybody and I'll work with anybody that has the same passion and drive, you know, and that's what you need. Um, and as long as people are like that, I'll work with them all day long. So, uh, you know, it is, it is, it's been the best year acting. I just hope now it can continue and then go into
1: 2023, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, mate, this has been amazing again thank you and um, i just always love having on the show i really appreciate you and you taking the time out to sit and chat to us so thank you very much
2: no problem yeah. and like i said i'm super proud of how far you guys have come since we last oh talk, you know you're uh you're killing it out there so just keep doing what you're doing Thanks,
0: thank man. you very much the and you are still fucking hilarious who <laughs> oh, yeah, you're yeah. true you oh, the,
2: the truth, truth. case case in point right it's my dad's birthday tomorrow and believe it or not i'm going to play golf i was an avid golfer for many years they love to see me coming out on the golf course but um i was (laughs) this is just an example of my hilarity when i I said to my dad i was like oh what time are we teeing off is it four (laughs) and he hung up the phone
0: (laughs) I love joke. Brilliant. <laughs> that's why he's getting all the dad roles because of the dad <laughs> <Exactly>. jokes <laughs> Yeah, the dad joke.
2: I do love an old dad joke. Um, but yeah, that's it. Go check out serial daters for the run. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is there any social medias anyone thing you want to plug at all for anyone to go and check out?
2: Uh, well, Instagram is my main port of call. It's Baz BlackPiercer. And then off that there is um, links to the Dublin crust instagram page and our production company sherlock productions and then moo beans instagram yeah <laughs> you need to go and follow that yeah um but yeah that's it and any movie makers filmmakers that want to connect or advice or anything like that i was actually teaching workshops and um, to teenage kids for acting which is incredible as well and uh, such a nice opportunity to be able to pass on anything that i've learned uh, over the years but the door is always open for any kind of advice and uh, just give us a shout
0: beautiful
2: i love that that's
1: amazing it's been so much fun thank you so much mate it means the world thanks for many guys but as have an absolutely incredible evening my friend thank you so much again an absolute genuine pleasure and i'm really looking forward to watching everything you've been in and watch where you're about to go in the next year or two
2: can we do number three from the premiere of Dublin Crust? Yes. Fuck
0: yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. And
2: get all the uh, all the actors on and stuff. Yeah.
1: Be- oh yes. Oh. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. That's a done deal. Cool. Okay. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> It'll be our first. <laughs> thing like prove
1: our
0: equipment.
2: Multi. <laughs> like it's going to be <laughs> great. Uh, no. <laughs> I'll um. I'll send the contract on to you guys.
1: Yeah, perfect. Look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got our email, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. right. Have a good one, mate. Take care of yourself. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah.
0: What an incredible conversation. And it's always good to talk to a man who has an Instagram
1: for his dog. Oh, yes. Moo You need to go and follow her right now. She's fucking amazing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> What an amazing individual, so talented.
0: And yeah, we cannot wait to see Dublin Cross. It sounds incredible.
1: Absolutely. And hopefully you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. I could definitely tell that for a fact.
0: Mr. Stevens. yeah, It's only audience participation time. Ah, oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's Participation Challenge. This week I said, is it me or does the world of fantasy and make believe come up with the best food? Whether it be the Krabby Patty or the grey stuff that's apparently delicious? What fictional food would you love to try? And why? Have you already tried to make it? How did it go? Best answers from the read out this week.
1: No. What say you, sir? I don't know. I don't I can't think of I should have probably actually done some research for this one. I've never really. Looked at something that somebody's ate and gone, I'd really love to try that. <laughs> uh, you know, I always wonder what Shawarma was, or Shawarma, or whatever in Marvel Avengers. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I've always that but that's apparently real. So I'm like, okay. That is
0: real, and it's very nice. Is
1: it? It is very nice. Very yeah, nice. so I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really got an answer, because I've never really looked at something and gone, that looks amazing. Fair enough.
0: I had two answers for this. One, I'm not going to answer because someone else answered it. So I'll give that, leave that for them. But the other one was more out of pure intrigue. And that is the grey stuff from Beauty and the Beast. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Nope. There's a, li- that loads of times. There's a line in Be Our Guest. And it says, try the grey stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me. That's the dishes. And I always wonder what the fuck the grey stuff is. So I'd quite like to try that. But I went to our friend Google and I typed in the grey stuff from Beauty and the Beast. And apparently the Beauty and the Beast themed restaurants have made the grey stuff. And it's cookies and cream whipped pudding served on top of a cookie. So now I definitely want to try it because that sounds delicious. That sounds unreal. That does sound absolutely amazing. But our wonderful friends and listeners have given us some incredible answers. First off, Nina Hewitson says the lickable wallpaper from Willy Wonka. In fact, anything from Willy Wonka. <laughs> of course. Of course. The, the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Whatever a Snozberry is. Joe Smith. This worries me. She says, Soylent Green. I had to look this up. I didn't have a clue. And it's from a movie called Soylent Green. And I've I've, I've, I've Googled this. For some of them, I've Googled them to get some more details. It says, Soylent Green is introduced as being made of plankton. But as the film unfolds, the main character discovered that it's manufactured from dead bodies. She then adds, I'd feed it to the people I didn't like. So hopefully that means she doesn't want to try it. If she does, I'm quite concerned um alex graham says triple egg chili chutney sandwich which is from red dwarf and it's nice. li- it literally says it's free fried eggs chili sauce and chutney eating it was described as arnold rimmer as like having a baby and it's a cross like a cross between food and bowel surgery there we are. <laughs> but it's been stated that the only problem with trouble with it is that it has to be eaten before the bread dissolves so there wow. we go. I don't know Red Dwarf that well. I feel like I need to watch more Red Dwarf. It seems right up my street, but I've just never really taken... Uh, Emma Wharton says chocolate frogs from Harry Potter. Fair. You can buy, like, the chocolate frogs, but I think a real one from Harry Potter that actually hops around will be more interesting to try. Graham Arnold, as always, makes me laugh with this one. The squeeze liquid into a bowl, put it in a box for three seconds and remove a whole roast chicken dinner from the fifth element. Yes. I like that idea. I want to see how that works. And again, we have one that I need to see how this works. Chrissy Fitzgerald says, Back to the Future, the tiny pizza. the Dehydrated pizzas, yes. Why doesn't that exist? And she also says, The imaginary buffet from Hook. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yes. Uh, Mally Malpass says he wants to try Willy Wonka's fizzy lifted drinks. Yeah. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. Uh, Graham White also says everything that's in hook, which is fair, more than understandable. Um, Phil Jolly says the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Again, oh, this is one I had to look up. Um, it's an alcoholic beverage from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. Apparently, its effects are similar to having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around large gold brick. Fair. Doesn't sound appealing to me. I'm not going to lie. Stefan Phillips, you very concerning man, you. He sent me a video and he said, watch this. And this is what I want to try. And it's from an anime called Food Wars. Now, they don't actually say what the food is. But literally, the clip involves them taking a bite of it. And then all of them, their clothes fall off. They look like they've just orgasmed. And then they get back up again and say, can I have some more? Because apparently that's how good that food tastes.
1: There we are. Okay.
0: To be honest, if a food is going to have give me that sort of reaction,
1: I also want to try it. Be very tired after two or three times.
0: It literally, it was a tiny bite as well. You'd be knackered by the time you eating the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least is Zara Lavender. And she says the answer I was going to say it is the best answer you could have came up with. And that is Willy Wonka's free course meal bubblegum. Damn right. I really want to try this. In the movie, it started off with tomato soup. Then it was roast beef and baked potatoes before concluding with a blueberry pie and ice cream. I want to try that. I <laughs> want to try that. And I do believe your other half commented on that saying that was what I was going to say. So, see, definitely the best answer.
1: Lovely. We really appreciate everybody taking the time out to participate in Jamie's Challenge. I thank you very, very much for all those lovely little answers. But if you enjoy Jamie's Participation Challenge, Callum Street, Tim's, Tom's Journal, the interview, and all the absolute fucking bullshit, wanky bollocks we talk at the beginning of the episode, We'd appreciate the other 53 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast. Fifty fucking three. We're getting on a bit. You know we're hitting middle age, and it's just uh, you can tell. You can really tell. Um, you can come and check us out wherever you get your podcast from, which would be Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, fucking wherever else you get podcasts from. Good pods um, mm-hmm. everywhere, fucking everywhere. Put the Chronicles podcast in your findings. Don't you worry about that. We're always watching. Um, you can also come and join us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button. I know two more people have done so. so thank you very much. Hit that bell to get notified of when another video is released. And comment, comment, comment. Thank you, Mandy Mandy, You are an absolute legend. Um, You can also find our hashtag WBWs way back Wednesdays on there. They are obviously done, but there are 50 of them for you to enjoy. So please go and check those little numbers out. Obviously, Baz Black episode one is a part of those way back Wednesdays. You can also find us on Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that like button, share us everywhere, tell all your mates about us, and just post us a fucking shit in our page. Why not? We'd really appreciate it. It'd be great. It'd be good fun. So it'd be good to hear from you all. Leave some reviews. Jamie, um, where else can you find us?
0: Sitting here incredibly patient,
1: waiting for a release date for Dublin Cross. Absolutely. Or on the Twitter, at TCOpod. Jamie, where else can you find us? In the Toy Island, Poundland, buying things like this. It really freaks me out when you do that. On the Instagram, at TCOpod. You can also follow us on TikTok, at TCOpod. We've obviously started to post a bit more on there for you to enjoy, uh, but they are on YouTube as well. So either or, it doesn't matter, but please subscribe to us there as well. The Chronicles. Oh, no, wait. I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here. There is also a wonderfully, beautifully, deliciously, sexy, gorgeously new and brand spanking a little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find all about us are on there, all of our shows and episodes are on there, and all of our affiliations and sponsors are on there that Jamie will happily tell you all about very shortly. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, writers, tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears, but most importantly... What is the fucking point of Lucas A tablets?
0: <laughs> that was really random. I feel like you saw those in the shop today, man. Why? Nope. Uh, it's going to mad. Fair enough. Uh, before we get out of here, should we say a good thank you to some of our friends? Absolutely. First off, every single piece of music you hear on this show is down to one man, and that man's name is Mr. Matt roberts you can find him on all the socials at matt roberts music go check him out on spotify he has an absolute ton of music out there because quite frankly it's his passion and he loves making it and we love listening to it so it's a really good deal really that we've got going on here so massive thank you to matt for supplying all of our music please everyone go check him out go follow him on all the socials go subscribe to follow is it follow on spotify It is, isn't it
1: yeah, I think it's follow or subscribe. It's yeah. on there. So it says follow. I think.
0: Whatever it is, go do it on Spotify and go listen to all of Matt's music. Then we have to say a massive thank you to Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app. Have a look at whatever they've got on there. Jumpers, hoodies, T-shirts, tapestries, caps, beanie hats, you name it. They are all absolutely amazing. And they are cosy. The name isn't just clever it's very, very true. Add whatever you like, I suggest one of everything to your basket, head on over to the checkout and enter that discount code, The Chronicles, and get yourself 10% off your order. I would say that's a gift from us to you, but it's more of a gift from them to you. But a massive thank you to them for helping us out with that every single week. And as well, if you're on the Stay Cozy Clothing website, you can find a special collaborative t-shirt With the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, 50% of the profits that shirt go straight to the foundation. We can't suggest enough that you purchase it. One, because it goes to a great cause, and two, because it's a beautiful design and it's absolutely amazing. With those special words, we don't wash a freak. And, of course, we have to say a massive thank you to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, a foundation very near and dear to our hearts as members of the alternative community. We fly their flag every single week because their message means everything to us. That message is simple. Stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. And that means everywhere, whether that be in real life, social media, wherever it is. If you are being treated differently simply because of the music you listen to, the way you dress, whatever it be, it needs to stop. Go to Sophie Foundation.com. There is a tab that says hate crime. Click on there and there's a questionnaire. We need every single person who has been treated differently because of the way they dress to fill in that questionnaire because it's so important we get as much evidence as we can to send that evidence to the courts and say that it is a hate crime regardless of what you say we're being treated differently and being bullied because of the way we dress and the music we listen to it is a hate crime so help us achieve sylvia's goal of making this a thing and i want people to realize as well this isn't a new thing this has been going on since way back way back way back when and it's still happening today (laughs) Please help us help them. Go fill in that questionnaire. Share the love. Share that link everywhere. And yeah, let us help us stamp out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. And last but not least, a massive thank you to my handsome co-host over there.
1: Oh, stop it, you. Obviously, Jamie's video was just fucked. So yeah, so. <laughs> another absolutely glorious episode of Glorious Edition. I don't know what happened to Jamie's video. He decided he didn't want to be here anymore. No, I'm joking. Um, so yeah, thank you all ever so much for checking us out once again. Uh, and Jamie, another great episode. Indeed, thank you very much. Absolutely, and uh, as for this week, I'll definitely see you next week. Whether you see Jamie or not is another question, so we'll see how it happens. Uh, it's going to hopefully break. you'll see me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye.